Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Eric, I think we got to talk about football. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is going on? Well, we hired the dad. And yeah. I'm not saying he's just the dad of the guys we're about to talk about. I'm saying his nickname from now on is The Dad. The Dad. Yeah, he is The Dad. Coach McCullough has single-handedly upgraded our roster from his loins. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give the mom some credit. Yes, Let's I'm sorry. Single-handedly would have been a whole different thing. Yeah, it was not single. <laughs> single-handedly is what I do, and nothing <laughs> results from it. So, the, look, that family is crazy. I sent out a tweet after the second kid committed where mm -hmm. I just said, can we just have Tom Allen and Dylan McCullough just keep having kids for like the next 10, 15 years? Just oh, I, I immediately started looking. How many more are there? How One many more. more? Yeah, yeah. So we could have four in total, but I couldn't find anything about the youngest one as far as how old he is, what he does. He's in fourth grade, I think. Great. Something yeah. to look forward to. <laughs> he, I mean, look. When you follow Indiana football recruiting, which we are latecomers to, you know, admittedly, yes. it's a difficult thing to get your head around. We had Matt Weaver on a little bit ago to try to get our heads calibrated on what do we pay attention to? Because yeah. with basketball, I think you and I have a pretty good sense, and most of the people listening to us have a good sense. If it's like a top 75 kid, you know you're, in, you're, you're really playing in big boy basketball. If it's mm -hmm. a kid ranked like 120, 150, it's like, maybe he might turn into something. With football, it's like throw the rankings out because it's just such a different metric. There's so many more players. So like if you're ranked in the top 250 in football, that's considered like something good. There's like a top 400 that that's supposedly good. So it's a total paradigm shift. So I've looked at players that Indiana's gotten in the past and I'm like, people that everybody gets excited about. And I'm like, the guy's ranked like 220th. Like I'm supposed to get excited about that? Like 315th? These kids, one of them a week ago that committed, or a few days ago, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Day? That's what I, I think it's Day, but I have okay. not heard it. But we should we should go in order of how this rolled out. Okay, sure. Well, so he was, first, wasn't he the first? Um, uh, Dayland the second was the first. Because I checked the timeline, and okay. he said he was going to transfer. Ohio Correct. Correct. Okay. So this is this is the dad the dad gets hired away from the Kansas City Chiefs. He comes back from being a Super Bowl champion at the Kansas City Chiefs to take over the same position as running backs coach 
for Indiana University. Good job, Scott Dolson. Good job, Tom Allen. But, but let's also make this knew. point. But wait, let's also make this point. Because I, I had this argument with somebody. They were like, oh, good move. Bring in the dad to get the kids. Like they do, like Michael Porter's dad was hired right. in Missouri. And Evan Mobley's dad was hired at USC. And they brought in the Mobley kids. This is a little different than that. Dylan McCullough was the running back coach at Indiana for five years, from 2011 to 2016. Yeah, Wilson so, brought him in. And, and his kids, all of his kids, or the, the three that we're talking about, they grew up for five years in Indiana. So Bloomington they, was a special place. They were they, Those kids literally got to be at practice with Jordan Howard and Tevin Coleman. Right, exactly. So I just want to make that point before. So then he went to USC, then he went to Kansas City, then he wins a Super Bowl, goes to another Super Bowl. And when the job opens, he calls Tom Allen. I didn't know that. He called Tom Allen when Mike Hart went to Michigan and said, you guys interested? I see you need a running backs coach. And Allen was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we're interested. They bring him back as associate head coach and running back coach. So I just wanted to make that point because it wasn't like just this opportunistic thing on a way to get recruits. But that said, go ahead. He comes back and then yeah, what so happens? he comes back and we're all thrilled about that. You know, we got this amazing defensive coordinator from the SEC. We got a Super Bowl winning running backs coach coming back home. And then, so then it goes, and this is just like a little over a week ago, um, Dale into the second, who, uh, this is what I, I read him, he was described as a Swiss army knife in the defensive backfield. So he's going to bring a lot of different things there. So he comes in from Miami of Ohio. He's a little bit smaller than the, than the brothers, but otherwise, you know, very, very good athlete that is going to be versatile. And we're like, oh, great. That's cool. Yeah, well, like, you know, let's, let's grow the family. And then it was just on, let's, oh, wait, oh, shit. Yeah, I think it was the younger kid first. Was it day first, the 2023 commit? I think okay, so. Okay, what I'm reading here, uh, it has it kind of two different ways. I think but, but what I have was on Sunday that day committed. Well, let's 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 say within the last week, the last last month. I think this got messed up. I think my I'm copy and sure, paste. I'm I think my sure. copy and paste got messed up. I'm pretty sure it was Day who committed first as a 2023 kid. Right, and he's he's number seventy eight, which again, we would be thrilled for that in basketball. But this is in football, so this is like having a top twenty guy in, in basketball, I'd say. And to put it in context, when he committed, it was the highest ranked recruit that Indiana had ever gotten in ever. the rankings era. Right, ever. Yeah. I mean, just the highest. So you're like, oh my god! But what sucked is. You got to wait till 2023. All right. right well, right. that's exciting, but that sucks. And then a few days later, his older brother transfers from Miami of Ohio. Okay. Okay. And you read about him and it's like, well, he's, he's a good player. He's not like, he wasn't like a four-star recruit. He was a three-star, but like you said, Swiss army knife going to do great. And also I love the story. He's coming to play for his dad. He's coming yeah. back home to Bloomington. Right. Totally. Totally. So I'm like, I'm in. I didn't even know there was another brother. Like, I don't know what's well, going on. Apparently Bloomington, <clears throat> Bloomington South did because right. they knew they were like, wow, we're getting one of the best football players in the country to come in for his senior year. And, and we thought, oh, okay, well, Hey, two out of three ain't bad. And I know they, they talked to him 
And he was, you know, as this stuff was happening with the first brother, even still, he was like, I'm committed to Ohio State. I can't wait to be a Buckeye. And then when the second brother comes around, he's like, okay, I got to think about this. And they're such a, a close family, clearly. But there was a lot of talking going on amongst the brothers and dad. And then he's like, you know what? I need a couple of days because it's Ohio State. Yeah, it's Ohio State. And we saw the list Matt Weaver wrote down. He had an offer to go anywhere. Alabama, Clemson, Florida, Florida State. He had his ticket punched to the best schools in the country. And he chose Indiana University. And spurned the Buckeyes, which is (laughs) even better. And then you look and he's ranked 50th in the country, which again, if we're talking about in basketball terms, a top 50 kid in football is akin to like a top 10 kid in basketball. That's what we're yeah, talking Because when you just talk about pure numbers, how many basketball players are coming in in class compared to football, it's like, yes, this guy is in the very upper tier of talent. And, and the whole number sixth athlete in the country, I don't know how that's a separate football ranking thing, but so there's something on positional, but then also he's just like, also of all the athletes, he's number six. Yes, he's the best athlete. Like what? And the best prospect in the state of Indiana. Yeah. Like it's not even close. Yeah. And he's for 2022. So year one of this new era with Dylan and Charlton Warren on, on running the defense, we've got one McCullough kid who's coming in. That's going to play this year. We got a second McCullough kid. Who's the 50th ranked player who, by the way, just beat his younger brother to be the highest recruit ever in Indiana history. (laughs) And it all came from the same family in the span of like three days. It was was insanity. And I, I have to say this because I think it shows the tide turning about the football support. Typically when I send out a tweet if it's a basketball tweet, it gets more response. It gets traction. more traction. So I've been doing these stupid videos where I smoke a cigar in celebration for like, you know, when Tamar Bates committed or when when Race Thompson stayed committed. I'll do a somebody thing. somebody sneezed. Yeah, somebody sneezed. Smoke a cigar. Light it up. So, so I was like, well, I got to do one for the three brothers, right? Of course. I did a stupid video for the three brothers. I embarrassed the hell out of myself. I actually was at Mandy's. So I was in her neighborhood and I did the video and I told her I was not comfortable doing my videos in her neighborhood because in my neighborhood, I know where I can go. So no one sees me. Like I feel good about it. Her neighborhood. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. I shoot the video while we're going on a walk with the dogs. And she just looks at me. I go, what? She goes, look across the street the woman was just standing in her doorway, just staring at me like this, this grown adult is having a stroke yelling into his phone. So I'm dancing. I'm blah, blah, blah. I put it out. That tweet has been seen by over 120,000 people. When did you put this out? Yesterday, 24 hours ago, a little bit more. It's wow. seen by, oh, it's has over 120,000 impressions. And I'm telling you just from my personal sample size of tweets that go out, the Tamar Bates one, top 25 or top 25 kid, according to ESPN basketball recruit, it did really well. It didn't do 125,000 well. <laughs> yeah. There is an excitement that is palpable about football 
the likes of which has never happened in Indiana. Never. I know people always talk about the Mallory era, how exciting it was. No social it was. media. No social no media. No social media. But also, Ward never recruits that were this highly ranked. That's also true. That, I mean, like I mean, the talent level is higher. What well, and that, you know, that it it's so odd that it happened in this pandemic year that we, we ended up at one point ranked number seven in the country. And, and we always talked about as much as the performance on the field and the end result is just seeing the way the players react to Tom Allen in the locker room on the field during post-game interviews. We're like, this, this has got to help recruiting. And we're going to see that coming up in the next cycle or two. Now, the skeptic would say, well, you got the dad there. He's coaching there. Do you think that the dad, would have made that call to Tom Allen if he didn't love what he was seeing on the field and in the locker room with Tom Allen's program. No. So you want to talk about, oh, the, the first great recruit for Mike Woodson was keeping Kenya Hunter. Well, I mean, Tom Allen scored an unbelievable uh, recruit in the dad. Yeah, it, it, that is a great point. I also think, like, McCullough is a guy who's been around. Uh, I just felt like I sounded like Al Pacino in Scent of a Woman. I've been around, you know. <laughs> I've seen well, boys like these, younger yeah. than these, their arms torn off, their legs ripped off. But there is nothing like the sight of an amputated spirit. There is no prosthetic. hoo Okay, that's, anyway. <laughs> um, but my point is, the guy's been at USC, He's been at the Kansas City Chiefs and he won a Super Bowl. He has a son who is one of the best players in the country. He's not going to sacrifice his son's football future, which is going to potentially make his son generational wealth just to play in Bloomington, Indiana for his no, dad. And absolutely he's not, not even his dad. His dad's not even going to coach him because they don't, his dad's a running backs coach. This guy's on defense. Yeah. So, he had the chance to play for Ohio State where you're almost guaranteed to be a first-round pick in the NFL. He's coming to Bloomington because McCullough realizes something special is happening here. And the idea that we're going to have all this whole family there is just awesome. I mean, is it not the personification of Elio? It's, it is the feel-good story of Elio being a family type atmosphere, right? And that's a cliche in sports. Like we have a very family oriented team. It's like a family here. I, I wanted to go there because when I visited, it felt like a family. It's like, well, here we have four McCulloughs, <laughs> you know, here we have a literal entire family. Maybe youngsters gonna show up a few years after these guys have left, but like, it's gotta be relatively rare that you've had three siblings who at times out, they're all on the roster at the same time. And it, and it, it looks like that's what's going to happen. It's it's incredible. I also want to give credit to Mama McCullough because some people were putting out some tweets like at Ohio State fans. And by the way, sure. I'm sure there's Indiana fans that would have done the same thing. So let's mm -hmm. not pretend like they don't exist in our fan base either. From, from any school. And they really were hard on him. And she put out a tweet. She's like, if you can't understand why my son is making this decision to go play in Indiana based on everything that's happening, then something is really wrong with you. And I love that she stood up for her family on social media and just said, what the hell is wrong with you? He's going to play with his, his brothers and his dad on the sidelines in a town that he grew up in. 
for five years. Like, this is a special thing happening, and it just speaks to the explosion of Indiana football. And and you know of unless it had been Michigan, I don't think there's any school, other school right now, it would have bothered them as much as IU. You know, even if it had been Alabama or Clemson, they would have been like, oh, there was going to be less competition at that spot for when he goes. But at least it's one of the other elite programs. But here we come, a little too close for comfort, even in Columbus. You know, and now they got to come to Bloomington next year. They are looking over their shoulder at us. And look, I know Day's done fine so far. There hasn't been this big drop off after Urban left, but it hasn't been that long. So, you know, this kind of stuff gets them just a little extra twitchy, which I love. (laughs) I love that too. We coming. We coming. But just as some things come, other things go. And the reports are that Mike Roberts, boss, is leaving Indiana University to go take an assistant coaching job for his old boss and good friend, Wes Miller at Cincinnati. And here's what I have to say about that. God bless Mike Roberts. Amen. And I wish him nothing but the best. That dude came into Indiana replacing Ed Schilling when Ed Schilling got let go. Ed Schilling got let go because things weren't going the way that we all wanted them to in recruiting. Some of the writing was on the wall, even though many of us wanted to ignore it. Mike Roberts came in because it was his dream to come back to Indiana in some capacity. And all he did for two years was bust his ass. And through some really bad luck and really bad timing, he wasn't able to truly show it. I mean, COVID came less than a year after he showed up or about a year after he showed up. And we got to see Mike firsthand at some games. Uh, We heard stories from people about him at practice This dude was intense. He cared with every fiber of his being. He cared about Indiana and making sure that the kids on the team understood what it meant to wear Indiana across their chest. And that's what he was working towards every single day and working to bring in kids that understood what it meant to wear Indiana. And I love boss and it makes me sad that he's gone, but I'm happy that he's getting a big opportunity. Yeah, it's well, and I I do love that he got his his replacement coming in as he's leaving us, his doppelganger Miller cop is coming in a few inches shorter, a few pounds lighter, but boy, there's times when I'm looking at him, I'm like, you could be boss's little brother. Um, and, and that I'm glad he had that win for the program when, like you said, he was with Wes Miller, not just with Wes Miller, like, his right-hand man, as as clearly uh, Wes is demonstrating again by bringing him to Cincinnati as an assistant. And Wes has been one of the hottest names in the country for the last two or three years and probably could have had his pick of about any assistant coach out there. And it says so much about their relationship, how much he thinks of Mike, and how much of a, a sacrifice and a risk it was for Mike to leave this great situation with a great friend that, you know, assistant coaches just, especially with a younger like guy like Wes, like you just attach yourself to that and you ride that to the top. And and Mike was like, no, IU means so much to me. I'm gonna go to a situation I don't know much about. I just know it's not really working and I'm gonna help try to be part of the solution. And that was not something any one person could have fixed. 
And so I'm so happy that he didn't ruin his opportunity to rise with Wes Miller by by taking this detour to try to help out his his home school. So, you know, I, I think it's going to work out for everybody for the best, because when I learned boss wasn't going to be an assistant coach at IU, as much as I selfishly wanted him to be there in any capacity, I was like, that dude's got a coach. Like anybody who just listened to an IU game knows how much that guy is all about coaching and telling the players on the floor what the hell they should be doing. He's going to make some great gifts for Cincinnati. I'll tell you that much. He is. He's going to do really well there. And I think the point you made, and just to to reiterate it, we got Miller Cop because of Mike Roberts. Mm-hmm. But that is important to know. It was not someone else on the staff. Of course, Woody came in and closed the deal, and the head coach has to. But we are not in that conversation if it's not for Mike Roberts. Mike Roberts got us Miller Cop, and it speaks to the kind of pro that Mike Roberts is. Right. That he probably knew for a few weeks now that he was going to be with Wes wherever Wes was. Mm -hmm. And he still busted his ass. And he probably knew he wasn't going to be an assistant for Indiana, even when he was still holding the title. But what did he do while he was in this, like, state of flux? He recruited his ass off, and he went out and got Miller Cop. That's what he did for Indiana. So Mike Roberts is a Hoosier, and he deserves our admiration, our respect, and our gratitude for what he did for Indiana for the last couple years. And he deserves our well wishes for what he's going to do in the future. And you know what? You never know what's going to happen. The True. road could very easily lead back to Bloomington at some point in his career, and he will probably be a better coach for the experience he's going to have now. And when he comes back to Bloomington, none of us will be surprised if Dane Fife is still living in his house. That is absolutely true. <laughs> and probably Mike Roberts is still paying for it. Yeah. Like somehow oh, yeah. it just feels yeah. like that's what's going to happen. Dane just tells him, I don't know. I put it in the mail. I put the check in the mail. <laughs> I, I don't know. Quick trustee update. Thanks to the plea that Ward so eloquently laid out last week to get people to go to epfortrustee.com. We got a ton new signups on the email, but we need more. We need more. The election is about 30 days away. We're just over 30 days away from the Ooh. election. Starts June 1st, but we need to collect emails. So we are asking you, if you have not signed up and submitted your email, go to epfortrustee.com, submit your email at the top. You just put your email in, click the button, then you're part of the movement, not that movement, this <laughs> movement. And we will mobilize on June 1st with the link that will allow everyone to vote. But we are asking you, call a friend, call a neighbor, call a daughter, call a son, call a brother, call an uncle, call an aunt, call a nephew, call an enemy, call a frenemy, call a enemy. I don't care who you call, call somebody that graduated from Indiana and get them to also sign up for this because we are going to represent you. That's what this whole thing is about. The things you want, we want. And mm-hmm. if I'm on the board, I promise you, you're going to have a voice fighting like hell and making an ass out of himself to fight for those things. I will do it tooth and nail and I'll give it everything I have, period. This isn't something we should discuss on air, but I will anyway. <laughs> what what happens with like the names of of, of dead alums? Can we tap into that? Oh, that's a I good mean, question. Post like, you know, Chicago, Kennedy. yeah, Chicago politics, they've been doing that for a hundred years. 
Yeah, good point. All I'm saying is there's probably a lot of alum out there who would have voted for you, but whether they passed 100 or 50 years ago, just didn't get the opportunity. Yeah, who's keeping track, by the way? Who's keeping track of whether they're alive or not? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There, yeah. There's probably not an intense screening purpose uh, uh, set up. Screening purpose? Screening practice? Sure. I like that better. Yeah, because I mean, screening mine- Screening purpose doesn't make any sense. At all. Zero. Zero. Like, usually I can figure out, oh, I was trying to say this. But with purpose, I don't know what well, I thought you were trying to say practice. But Maybe. But it starts with it, a P. It didn't even register for you. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, that sounds good. But not yeah. like, yo, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, no, no. It, it may, maybe. Maybe somewhere procedure? in there. Procedure? Screening procedure? That's That sounds even a little more sophisticated. Well, whatever. EPfortrustee.com. We got some fun videos that are going to be released right around June 1st. But this isn't going to happen without you. But you know what is going to happen, Ward? I do. Thanks to the fact. I mean, there's just so much stuff happening. All the McCullough's coming. All the basketball good news. All the positive vibes. The trustee campaign rolling. All of them are possible because... We're powered by... Cue the straight note chaser. just it gets better every time it does i i ma- i make sure when i you know i usually just check in the clips in between the cuts i listen to the whole thing you gotta listen to that I just crank it up on the computer speakers and i just let it wash over me it's so good so listen there's no better time to be on pigs by the way a straight plea for pigs right now holy hell i mean there was an offer made Today, just before we got on, was news breaking that Indiana made an offer on a Zoom call tonight to a 2022 kid named Seth Trimble. I watched about eight minutes of clips. He's Michael Jordan. I mean, he's Michael (laughs) Jordan, clearly. I mean, the kid, I mean, did you watch any clips yet? No, I I didn't even see that news. Because you didn't go to pigs.com. Not recently enough. Right, well, we offered this kid from Wisconsin. He's like a six foot three point guard, 2022 class, top 80 kid. The athleticism on this kid is redonkulous. I mean, it's mm. the guy jumps out of his shoes. He's big, got a good build. Woody made him an offer tonight. That's what you get from pigs.com. And and you get you get you're the friend that gets the same way you're the friend that tells the other people you got to vote for this Eric Penkowski guy he's going to be great we're going to win a national championship if he's a trustee mm-hmm. maybe two or three if we keep reelecting him you got to be the friend that all the other friends come to for the inside information like oh how does joe always know this stuff before we do that's hey. because he departs with 10 measly dollars a month, like less than a trip to take the kids to the McDonald's for a couple of happy meals. And he is the guy. You could be that guy. If you're listening to this on some other platform and you're not getting in on the good stuff, that's on you. I feel bad for you. Yeah. All it takes is 
type in P-E-E-G-S.com and then just click sign up for VIP membership. And then just, you know what? Just give, you just call us and give us your credit card number. Yeah, I think that's yeah. how it should work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? We'll yeah. just and a little vig off the top. Just a little. For the campaign. It's an expensive campaign we're running here. You know, we did do this campaign wrong because how in the world have we not figured out a way to skim some money off the top? Well, you know what campaign. we got to do? We got to get the the recurring contributions, right? The ones that people forget to cancel after right. the campaign's over. Yes. You know what we should do is we should call that guy from Indiana that just got busted for that Bernie Madoff-like Ponzi scheme <laughs> and get him involved with the campaign. Let's really start making some money. I got to I mean, the what was it, like $670 million? Yeah, yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, he's, he's an out-of-work actor in L.A. And I was like, how did, how did we not come up with How did I not come up with this? Now I would be really upset with myself. But, but I'm it sounds shocked like we don't know him. I'm shocked that our paths have not crossed. I mean, he was living a much different lifestyle than we were. He bought a five and a half million dollar house with what he was skimming. Yeah, that's a different life. That's a different life than what we're doing. I mean, just yeah. to make it clear, here's my snowball. Here's my <laughs> snowball microphone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, listen, sign up for Pigs if you haven't. Sign up for the trustee campaign, epfortrustee.com. We coming. IU football is coming. IU basketball is coming. And we got double trouble today. Double trouble. <laughs> We've never done this, have we? No, this is new for us, but it's an unprecedented time. There's so many studs showing up in Bloomington. We, 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 we got to double them up. Yeah, and you know what? Other podcasts, you know what they would do? They'd split them up, Ward. They'd say, don't give it all to them at one time. Do nope. one this week, then do another one next week. Split it so you've got more and you don't have to do the more work. That's what other people would do. That's what people at Purdue would do. That's what people at Kentucky would do. That's not what Hoosiers do. No, no we give generous it all to people. one time. We're generous people. And I will say, because we've been doing so many pods that are contemporary with all the breaking news and special guests to talk about the breaking news instead of our traditional deep dives, there'll be like a 90 minute episode and, I, and I'll kind of feel like we're ripping people off. We're like, ripping this is not what they come to expect from us. So this one we got, we're two hours plus on this one. So it's nice and meaty and damn, you're gonna enjoy it. It, it is, I said it to you afterwards and we'll talk about it afterwards. It's one of my favorites that we have ever done. It is tied for first with about 104 others. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the future is now. The future is here. And my good buddy Eric is going to tell you who exactly that is. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Kansas City, Kansas, most recently by way of IMG in Florida, we are talking today to the number 23 recruit in the 2021 class as judged by ESPN, a top 60 recruit by 247, soon to jump up as all the people that do those ratings have been talking about. We are talking to the most recent commitment for Indiana University. We are talking to a gentleman who as a junior shot 44% from three, as a senior for IMG, one of the best high school programs in the entire country playing against the best competition nationwide, shot 39% from three. We are talking to a gentleman 
who is the highest ranked out-of-state recruit that Indiana University has had since 2015, Thomas Bryant, who just happens to be tearing it up in the NBA, by the way. We are talking to the man, Tamar Scoop Bates. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we're good. Let's start with this, man. Let's start with this. Scoop. That's your nickname, right? Yeah. Give us, give us why it's your nickname. Give us the scoop. Give us the All scoop. Right. Let's scoop. All right. So uh, when I was growing up, I was like really greedy. I ate a lot. And my mom, her favorite DJ was a fat man scoop. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the movie You Got Served, but he did yes. the soundtrack. Me and my brother watched it all the time. But um, I, I, that's still one of my favorite movies to this day. But um, <laughs> so, so she gave me that nickname, Fat Man Scoop. And, um, you know, as I, you know, continue to grow, um, I wasn't too fat, still greedy, but you know, <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't fat. So, I mean, she just took off the fat man and called me scoop. So, I mean, some people in my family still call me fat man scoop, but, <laughs> but I mean, almost. So can we call you scoop? Because we like to think we're friends with everybody that, that plays for Indiana. So oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. We're in. We're okay, in. Okay. So scoop. You brought up favorite movies, so we're going to jump right to this one that's critical. Have you seen or at least heard of the movie Hoosiers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have nice. you seen it? I, I, I know I've seen it. My memory <laughs> is pretty foggy, but I, ha I know I've seen that movie. I've definitely Great. seen that movie. Great. Here's what you have to do. Your newest teammate, Xavier Johnson, has not even heard of the movie Hoosiers. So when mm. you get to Bloomington, you guys got to have a movie night and you yeah, guys we'll got to sit down and watch Hoosiers. Yeah, yeah, we'll sit down and watch that. Yeah, nice. Excellent, right, so excellent. Tell, tell everybody what you're up to right now. I know you just went from uh, down in Florida back home to Kansas City, but tell everybody what's going on in your life right now. Uh, I mean, I just came back home. I mean, I just committed. And I mean, it's like, I mean, it's a pretty, I mean, Special, special, special occasion. So I mean, I just wanted to come back home, spend some time with my family, uh, you know, celebrate with them a little bit, and I'll, I'll head back um, Sunday. But in about like two hours, I'm going out to I'm going to Lawrence to to go work out, go hoop. So I mean, I'm just I mean, I'm still like gonna be like in the gym and all that. But I mean, I just wanted to you know be around my family, you know, feel the love from them. And I mean, going to Lawrence. That's about getting ready for, you know, the next journey, the next adventure in Bloomington. But also, you're going to be wearing lots of Indiana stuff to just kind of to put it in the face of all the Kansas fans who are upset. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. I got the, I got the hoodie on right now. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love oh, that's it. sharp. That's right, sharp. So we're going to we'll go backwards eventually. But let's talk about the commitment to to Indiana. First of all, I want to I kind of start at the end. Since you made the commitment, have you been blown away by the attention you're getting social media online? Uh, what has that been yeah. like for you? I mean, it's like it's like insane. Like it's like <laughs> I mean like, you know, coach coach Hunter and coach Woody like they told me about the fans and like the student section and all that, but I'm like I'm still like wow, like like they and I, I know like the history of Indiana, like the school, even the state, like in terms of how important basketball is there. But I mean, I'm just like, like, wow, like these people love their basketball team. And I, I love I love the energy. Yes. I got a lot to you. I, I love it. Good. I mean, 
Well, I mean, and I'm wondering growing up there in, in Kansas and mm-hmm. then now in Florida, I mean, have you, have you been inside, uh, even say like a high school gym with 10,000 people going crazy or, or have you largely been playing in areas where, you know, a few hundred people, friends and family come out for the game? What, what sort of the, the biggest crowd you've played in front of thus far in your career? Biggest crowd I saw. I mean, this year it, we definitely would have had some good ones this year, but yeah. before then, um, I played in like some really big crowds in AAU. Uh, in school ball, like we like we sold out a lot, like back home, like when we, when we especially away games. Cause I mean, everybody, I mean, like my name was buzzing a little bit, so yeah. people, people people would like come out, and I mean, the people in, in my community. Uh, you know, they, they would come to the games, but I would say that, like some AAU game was like that. That, that was like one of the, no, hold on. No, I, I, I remember it was the, uh, my, my freshman year, we were, uh, our, we was at a rival uh, school, Baser Linwood sub-state championship, and we were playing on their floor. Like it was a game to go to state mm. and we, and five people on my team fouled out. <laughs> Me, they, they, there were 25 people on the bench, 25 fouls on the bench. Oh. Five people on my, my team fouled out. Um, But, like, before then, when I was in the game, like, I couldn't hear. Like, I couldn't hear the ball hitting the floor. Like, because, like, those, those people, like, they, they love their high school team, too. Basically, okay. Basically, it's about 10 minutes from my school, like, 10 minutes down the road. So that that they they've always been one of our like bigger rivals because, I mean we played throughout the year and then we usually have to play each other to get to the state. Right. So, but, so you but understand now, that like Kansas has yeah. that too at the grassroots level where people are are pretty crazy passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's go back we can't just... wait for seventeen thousand Assembly Hall folks to be just raining down their love and excitement on you because it is it is next level compared to about any place in the country. So let's go back about three weeks. So Shaka Smart, you had committed to at Texas. You were all set to go there. And then as things happen in, you know, college basketball, which is a business on some level, Shaka Smart takes a different job, goes to Marquette, and it leaves you kind of with a decision to make. Can you walk us through you know, when that happened, when Shaka took the Marquette job, what was going through your mind and how quickly did you make the decision that you weren't going to follow him to, to Marquette and you were going to open it up? Uh, so, I mean, I, I had first found out like right after one of our practices with IMG, uh, I, I, my coach pulled me to the side and was like, he was like, it happened. Cause like, it was already like some rumors like that he was going to uh, leave and take that job. Cause like a couple of my almost all of my coaches like they're like they're pretty close right with shocking but one of our assistants coach Trey Draper he's pretty like he's real close with like the guy that's like his agent basically so he kind of like knew like uh what the deal was but as soon as he told me I was like well like I knew that I was gonna uh decommit because I committed to Shaka not the University of Texas so I mean I, I knew and then he told me where he got that job but and then that was a week that was a week before the uh, national tournament, Geico. So I was like, I really, I just told the coaches, like, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, lock in on this right now. I'm not really, I mean, like, we, we could talk on the phone once or twice, but like, I wasn't really like talking, like, you know, too much just because like, I was just, I wanted my team, you know, I was all in with them. Sure. But, 
But, and uh, then what happened? Uh, how did Indiana come into the picture? What was your first contact with Indiana? First contact was uh, Coach Hunter. Um, before I committed, we we had did uh, three Zooms. All right? And then, I mean, the, the second one was like, after that one, like I knew I was going. It was like 10, 12 people on the Zoom, the entire staff. Right, like if somebody's bringing that many people on the Zoom, like you, I mean, it, it, I mean, there's some like some serious like you know interest there, like in me, like I, I mean, like in like a good mix of a want and a need for a player. Mm. But um, and you know, what what was your impression of Kenya? We've gotten to know him a little bit, and we love the guy. We just think he's like a real down to earth, mm -hmm. you know, honest guy and a good personality. But what was your first impression of him? I mean, he was just a real, like, he just, like, a real dude. He keeps it 100. I mean, and I, I like being around people like that, that are just, like, true to themselves. You know, they're authentic. You know, I, I just like being around people that, you know, you know, want to better themselves, you know, not like that, you know, they never get too, um, never satisfied. And then, you know, just, I just felt like he would be somebody that, you know, would want to uh, get the best out of me, you know, because they're they not just, you know, like kissing up to me in the uh, in the recruitment st uh, stage because I mean, the coaches like that. I mean, that, those are like red flags because I mm -hmm. mean, you don't want to go play for a guy that's trying to sell you a dream. Wow. Right? Mm -hmm. but, so, so, so then on that second Zoom with mm -hmm. the entire staff, your first—that's your first interaction with Coach Woodson. No, no, no. My first interaction with Coach Woodson was like, so Coach Hunter had called me, and he was like, "I'm gonna uh, have." Coach Wilson call you like you know we're, we're really interested, and I, I think he called me like a couple hours later. Mm -hmm. I had a good conversation with him, and then they uh, hit my dad up. We got the Zoom scheduled. And so, what was your initial impression of Coach Woodson? Why did that impress you so much? And then, and then, what did your dad think of Coach Woodson? Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, after the the first Zoom, because I mean, like I kind of like I go into like every zoom phone call like with the coaches like with a completely open mind because i mean i mean that, that's how I, you know figure out where i'm gonna land but i mean I, I thought he was a really a really good guy like an unbelievable person you know mm. most of the zoom you know was geared towards you know getting me to you know become like a, a better man you know i'll be there for an extended amount of time you know away from my parents again that mm. i was at img but you know just uh, just having that, those conversations, you know, just in terms of like building me and just knowing that I'll be around the right group of men, you know, that, that my people can trust and I can as well. But I mean, I, I, I just like, I was kind of like, I was pretty like blown away. Like, just like, just because of, because I know who Coach Woodson is like before right. Indiana, like I know his history. I didn't know that he went to Indiana, but mm. I found that out and then I found out some more stuff. Um, like just in terms of his time in the NBA when he was coaching and playing, but you know, I just was just kind of like, like wow, like this, like bat, like basketball legend, basically, like because like he's he's pretty important to the game. Like he got so much good stuff to say about me. So I'm like, it's like I, I must be, you know, doing something right. But you know, then again, at the same time, you know, he was just, you know, he just kept it hundred with me the whole time. You know, let, let me know how it was gonna be as soon as I stepped foot on campus. Mike Woodson's career in Indiana was when he was a player is legendary, but it was it it transcended and reached a whole other level his senior year. I don't know if they shared this story with you, but Mike Woodson like ruptured his back at the beginning mm -hmm. of the season. 
and they were they were the number one team in the country. Yeah, Indiana was number one. Everybody was expecting like national title run. He was the best player on the team. Blew out his back. Everybody said you, know, you may never walk right again, let alone play. He worked his ass off. Came back with six games left in the Big Ten season. Six came in. We won all six of those games won the Big Ten, and he was named Big Ten Player of the Year after only playing six games. Did you, you know that me? story? Yeah, did you know that story at all? I didn't. I yeah, didn't. That, no. that is who Mike Woodson is. And the back issue was he had to have back surgery. Yeah. Then he had to go over to the IU swimming and diving pool and work intensively on his rehab just to be able to get back onto the court. So he is one of the most beloved, respected players to ever play in Assembly Hall. And then, oh, yeah, then he was in the NBA for, like, 40 years. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was another thing that really stood out, just because, like, as he was, like, um, you know, telling me a little bit about himself, like, he has, you know, has to include some stuff about the NBA, Indiana, but, like, just how humble he is, like, you know, that, that that's something, like, I, that, that's me, you know, that's something that I, you know, identify with just being a humble beast, really, you know. I mean, my AU coach, like, like like ridiculously humble like he like my coach uh, coach LJ Goolsby like when I first started playing for him you know I I knew like he was you know been coaching with uh, Run GMC for a while and uh, I, I mean some of the guys that like went to like the USA camps and all that so I did some research on him and like I I found out that like he was the head coach of the uh, USA team when they won the gold medal when they had um, Terrence Ferguson Harry Giles Wow. Who else on that? De'Aaron Fox, like all those guys. I'm like, and like he he he'll never talk about it. So it's like I like being around guys that are just like humble and just want to work really. Like no, that's, that, that's great. That, and, that, and where wow. do you where does that is that something you you picked up from your parents first and, and that's why you're looking uh at role models like that now or or what? What kind of makes you want to model yourself after guys like this besides just being, you know, a decent person? There's plenty of people in the world of basketball who are arrogant and will talk about their accomplishments. So so why what sort of made you somebody who just wants to do the work rather than talk about it? Um, I mean, just I mean, really just uh, I definitely picked it up from my parents first. Like they, they did a great job with me. I mean. And then. I mean, just then going to play for run, you know, have, building that relationship with LJ, and then especially going on to IMG. I mean, I feel like the biggest thing I got out of that was the the mental aspect. I feel like I grew mentally more than I did uh, physically. Because, I mean, just like, you know, realizing how important it is just to be a really good person. I mean, because it, it don't cost anything. It's, it's free, mm. right? So, I mean, just, just simple things like saying thank you, somebody hold the door for you, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Right. Like, I mean, just, I mean, just all that. I mean, just really like, just being a good person. I mean, I love that. I, I've always been like underrated. Like, I feel like I, I still am. Like, I've, I've always, I feel like I'm still like a, like an underdog. Like, guys don't, like, they, they overlook me. So, I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why I play with that fire and passion. But I mean, just, just being like, you know, underrated and knowing that I have to work, you know, 10 times harder than the guys that, you know, maybe had a year like ahead of me in terms of the recruiting and like just just all those things that you know you get with basketball like in the AU stuff but I mean just that that humble mentality just you know put your head down and work 
you know, and, you know, the results is show. So you're being recruited over the last three weeks by lots of people. Uh, it's not just Kenya Hunter and Mike Woodson in Indiana, but there's lots of people going. And ultimately, you have to make a decision. In the end, how did you make the decision to choose Indiana over some other really good options? Although, according to us, there are no other good options besides Indiana, but you had other options. What was the, the deciding factor for you? Um, I mean, I, I definitely have, like, four things that were really important to me and my family. And, you know, they they checked all those boxes. And, I mean, I just felt like as much as, you know, like they like they, they could help me, like, you know, I could help them as well. So, I mean, I felt like it was like a two-way, like a two-way street. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we could both benefit from the relationship. And, I mean, just – you know, just uh, seeing how you know good of a staff that he had that uh, they have put together. I mean, Let, I well, and let's talk about your game. If you're describing your game to somebody who has never watched you play, you know, talk a little bit about what you think you're you're really good at right now, what you really want to improve on, and what's your favorite part? Great pass, a great dunk, an alley oop. Just give us a lowdown of, of your game and what you love about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I say I'm a um, a two way player. Uh, you know I want to I want to guard and then you know I can score. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a good shooter. Um, something I'm still improving. You know wanting to you know be able to shoot it from deeper. Uh, you know more accurate. I say a two way player, really good shooter slash a three level scorer. Two way mm -hmm. player, three level scorer. You know I, but um. I say, yeah, I say that, and I mean, de and definitely a leader, got a constant talker, mm. right? I, like I want to have the most energy, be the loudest guy, like on the floor, and whether we losing or winning. And I, I say just like having like that even kill mindset, like just you know staying like level headed like the entire game. But I, but I say like just having you know a lot of energy, like talking, you know, being a coach on the floor. And then in terms of like the actual playing part, a three-level scorer who plays both ways. Tomorrow, it's interesting you bring up um, the, the talking and the energy because I've watched as many clips of you as I could find. And you see that. You play with tremendous passion and energy. You react in, in the moment, whether it's your teammate doing something or you doing something. But then you also talked about being even-keeled. How do you play with all that emotion but also not let it, like, overtake you? Uh, I mean, I just, like, like I said, I mean, my coaches at IMG this past year, like they built my mental capacity so much. It's like, like the game is like, it's probably about 85% mental, right? So, I mean, even though I'm playing with all that energy, it's about who can stay locked in for the longest amount of time. In high school, it was 32 minutes. Now it's who can stay locked in for 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Like who who can have a like the least amount of mental lapses, right? Like missed rotations. I mean, not not even about the shots going in, just like who can like stay locked in for the longest amount of time. And I mean, th those are the teams that usually, um, you know, come out with the win. That's a great point. Yeah, I, I do want to ask. Um, so you decide to commit to Indiana, and you put out a photo of you in an Indiana jersey. And number 53 is mm -hmm. across your chest. And I know that that 53 has significance to you. Can you tell us what that is? 
That's a, the, the 53 is just uh that that's how old my nana was. My father's mom, that's how old she was when she passed away in uh, 2013. So at that time, I was it was May, so school had just ended and like I was playing AAU and I, I changed my number immediately. I think mm -hmm. I was in seventh grade. Like I, I still have some. Is this one down here? Is there? No, no, they 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 upstairs in my room, but they uh I mean and then, like in high school, I wore two because five minus three, but mm. but um no, I I had changed it like immediately, like in AAU, and then you know it was it's always just been. What known, did she like, mean uh, to you? What did your nana mean to you? I mean, she she was one of my best friends. Like I mean, we would go like me and my brother would go over there just to you know hang out. Of course, she gonna cook for us, but I mean the whole family mm -hmm. would go. You know, she she just she come pick us up. Take us out. We go. We going to Dave and Buster's. Going to the Legends Little Outlet Mall. Just like spending a lot of time with her. I mean, I mean, she was just a great person. I mean, Atlanta, a lot of the like qualities or um, traits that like that I like possess. I mean, I got. I mean, she 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 had the same. Right. Like just just a great smile. You know, the people at her job they loved her. Like she worked at a, a community college right up the street from my house. And she like she has a little like a memorial out there for her, like a little tree with her name on there like. So I mean, she meant a lot to like their, um, their institution. But just a a great person. Did she go to your games when you were playing in Kansas? She, I, I'm pretty sure she did. She like she go to my games, like she go to any type of like performances, like anything she could get out to. She was she was there. And did she what what, what like would she give you tips? I always like when the the grandmas give tips. Like, hey, you were good, but you got to work on this. What would what kind of conversations would you have? I mean. I mean, yeah, she she probably give me some tips after the game. Like, I mean, most of the time, like if it was like if I was like if I felt like I you know played bad, just a little reminder, you know, you got you got another game, hmm. you know. That's great. Let's well, we do we do like to get to know the origin story a bit. So, as you're growing up, when did you fall in love with the game of basketball and realize? it was going to be very important in your life. Uh, so it's, it's not a funny story. I, so when I was like, I started playing when I was five, which isn't too like, like too old. No, but, <laughs> yeah, it's not like too, it's not like too old. But um, before that, like when I was like two, three, my, cause my dad had his own team, the, the Jersey right there, uh, the magic, uh, KC magic. And okay. I didn't want to play. I wanted to be the mascot. <laughs> so I had a, I had a, um, I had a jersey. I was. It said uh, double zero. It said scoop on the back. And I just, I'd either be on the bench next to my dad, or I'd be in the uh, bleachers with the moms, like just cheering with everybody. Because my older brother, he two years older than me, he was playing, mm. and I mean eight, and I still have like lifelong friends from that team. They, they always try and get me to play like school come on but i'm like wasn't feeling it but it, it was kind of just like like it eventually like it just i just like it just it just happened i just eased right into it and i mean like i i loved it right and i, I still do i love i love it but i mean i, I would say I, i've always taken it serious but when i realized i could like get to the next level and like and beyond that, I would say 
maybe about about sixth grade, six. I was like, I, I think I'm like, I think I got a chance. Like, I mean, I put myself in the right situations, like get get uh, like play for the right people. Right. So I mean, like when I coming out of eighth grade, like after my freshman year, when I got with the my Under Armour team, Casey Run GMC, that that's when I was like, yeah, I I, I could do this because I mean, I'm gonna be in front of the coaches. Like, I'm gonna be in front of all the college coaches. They're gonna get a chance to see me play. I just gotta. I just have to go play, but I say I really took it serious and like realized I could, you know, do something special. Probably about sixth grade. Wow. One of the things that we've read about in since you committed is how your parents were really involved with with you know your whole commitment and and making sure that that you're on the right path, and that education was a really important thing for your parents. You're not just going to play basketball; you are going to get an education also, and like you said, become a better man. Was education always something uh, that was really important for your parents, for you, even back to grade school? Oh, I mean, since kindergarten, like that's that's a non-negotiable. Like, my dad, <laughs> he has his doctorate in education. My mom's a nurse supervisor, right? She like she's a like a registered nurse, but I mean, the education piece is all. That's like that's that's a top priority in our house. Uh, you know, it, it would be like if I like in school, like in grade school, if I if I finished early and I'm like I'm disrupting the class anyway and they found out about it and I came home. They give me like a, a, a workbook that was like two grades up. Like I said, I'm in first grade. I got a third grade workbook. So when I'm done with my stuff, I got to start working on this. Like <laughs> it's nonstop. If, if we had a like a day off like from school, like we don't got school Friday. I'm still doing work that day. My dad waking us up. Like we're, we got school, like at home. Wow. So yeah. I mean, doctor of education. You, you never had a chance. I, I do wonder when you guys are making the decision for you to go to Florida, continue not only pursuing your basketball dreams, but education. We just don't know a lot about that world going off to, you know, La Lumiere's up in uh, northern Indiana, IMG there in Florida. W what was that like preparing you for now the next step of going off to college? How, how does that help you learn to go off on your own, be able to manage both your education and basketball all at the same time? I mean, I'm, I'm really grateful that I was able to uh, take advantage of that opportunity. I mean, the, our coaching staff down there is ridiculous. Everybody around us, the school piece, it definitely doesn't get enough credit as it should. Because I mean, it's it's pretty, it's pretty rigorous. But um, I mean, I, I feel like you know, I, I had like a great preparation, like for my freshman year. Because I mean, like the same stuff that my coaches, you know, tell told us every single day, like uh, every college coach, and I mean, even some beyond that. I mean, they, they reiterate the exact same things, like, you know, just being detail-oriented, over-talking, you know, doing the little things. I mean, because, I mean, it's, and I mean, like I said, like playing that mental game, playing the long game. Yeah. But. I want to go back a little bit more to your childhood, because you mentioned You Got Served is maybe your one of your favorite movies. When you aren't playing basketball, what, and aren't studying, because your parents are making you study, what else do you get into? Are you a video game guy? You like TV shows? Like, what, what are your hobbies? Well, I don't have a video. Uh, I, don't, I don't play uh, video games. I don't have a, a system. We, like, me and my brother, we would only play that, like, when we had company over. Right. 
but de- definitely a TV show guy. I like to cook. Um, what do you like to cook? I mean, I could, I could cook. Just, I mean, I wouldn't say everything, but I got a pretty good, like, you know, pretty good uh, list to choose from. I mean, I, I've been in the kitchen with my mom, like, for a while. Like, I was, I, I'd be in the kitchen, like, right on her hip. So I was, like, seven, six, seven. So, I mean, I, I picked up a lot of stuff, and she still, like, teaches me how to cook stuff uh, to this day. All right, but, so what uh, about the wait, Kansas wait, wait, City wait, wait. barbecue? Yeah, oh, we, yeah. Yeah, I mean, are you a good barbecue, barbecue in the country? Best barbecue in the country. Agreed. Mm, I mean, no, I agree. I think St. Louis is underrated. Not no, not even close. <laughs> you are you far from St. Louis. You told me that. Okay. <laughs> no. Nah, oh, not not. I, I thought you were about to say Memphis or something. I mean, no, Memphis. No. St. Louis, baby. Um, well, that's a good barbecue up there. So tomorrow, I, I'm curious though about the cooking. So let's just say you're on. You got like a date to prepare for. You got a nice lady coming over, and you're gonna cook her a meal. What are you gonna cook? What what's gonna be in that meal? Uh-huh. Um, I would probably I would probably make. Let me see. What's a good dish? What's something that? Good dish. Look, it looks good. Yeah. Look good. Fill you up. Let me see. What I made. Ah. <laughs> uh, one thing I keep coming to my mind, I'll probably make some uh some kind of probably some kind of pasta, maybe maybe spaghetti, mm-hmm. some catfish, some fried catfish, spaghetti, fried catfish, probably I'll probably go there or some some type of pasta. I mean that you really, or chicken alfredo or something around along those lines. You really can't go wrong with pasta. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. So you mentioned TV shows. What what are your favorite TV shows? Favorite TV show is Martin. It's my favorite TV show of all time. You're uh, too young for Martin. I'm not. <laughs> Martin still come on. And really? Martin come on about 1 a.m. Yeah. Maybe a little before that. It's definitely only 1 a.m. all the time, though. But Martin is phenomenal. He was so good. I mean, he was that show when he came out on the scene, he just blew people away. And then, of course, Bad Boys. Yeah. Will Smith. Are you a Bad Boys fan? For sure. Yeah. Seen more. But I mean, I, I, of course, I, I like the more recent shows like the. Uh, I like a lot of the shows from Spain, like that are based out of Spain. Money Heist. Money, I love that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, I, Money Heist, it was another show I just dropped called Who Killed Sarah? Yeah. And that 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 show, I mean, it's definitely gonna be another season. It has to be based on how season one ended. Right. But, but no, I, I like those shows out of Spain too. But uh, yeah, Martin, uh, I mean, I, I pretty much watch anything on Netflix because I mean, I don't be, I don't play video games and then I mean I like I, I'll play but I'm not good. Like <laughs> <laughs> are you uh are you a reader at all? Did your parents instill it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what will you read? Like what do you have books that you like? Yeah, I mean it's I mean I mean I'll try and like widen like my range like of like what I'll read, but like I, it's usually something like geared towards like something that can like actually like help me. Like something that I, I actually enjoy reading, like I can benefit from it. Like I have Kobe's book at IMG. Like I, I read that all the time. Hmm. Uh, and then my coaches, they they give us like these little books. Like they'll, I, they, they'll give us a book, like if they're reading it, they think it's really good. That's mm. great. So How about you, music? 
Yep, what, what do you what do you what do you listen to when you're around you're shooting and nobody else is around? Um, I mean, I, I listen to everything. I mean, I I, I feel like I'm a like I'm a old soul, cause I mean, like I like I, I turn on like like I, I was in the gym, turn on SWV. I'm listening to Rain in the gym. <laughs> like, I, I, I listen to like slow music, like in like just like just cool, like just cool little music. Uh, Young Thug just dropped the album. I've been listening to that. Uh, I like Meek Mill. That's one of my favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meek Mill, Lil Durk, Lil Baby. I mean, the recent guys, but. What about Lil Yachty? Do you Lil like Yachty? Lil I don't. I mean, he's like. Ah, damn it. Like, he's, he's like, he's okay. Like, I have some of his songs, but like, he's not, I wouldn't put him in my top five. All right. Like, I, I, I listen to his music though. You're I, gonna I get along very well with Xavier. He yeah. also he wait, also wait. shat on Little Yachty. <laughs> very important question. Do you know who and are you a fan at all of Billy Joel? Billy Joel. <laughs> I, I think I've heard the name. Okay. All right. <laughs> Billy Joel. Hold on. Write it down. You spell it, you spell it uh J J O E L. You listen to me. Listen to me. Do me this favor. Do you use Spotify or Apple Music? Apple Music. All right, Apple Music. Type in Billy Joel and do you can do you gotta do piano man. That's his big mm-hmm. one. But do only the good die young. All right, only the good die young. All right. Oh, was there that it is. you just playing it? Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Let's get the first verse. <laughs> Come on. Pretty good, right? Not bad at all. All right. All. <laughs> Wait, well, we do have to ask this, too, because it's from the same era as Billy Joel and the movie Hoosiers. But the local superstar from the music scene who resides in Bloomington, are you familiar at all with John Mellencamp? Not at all. Okay. So so you may very well see him at some games, um, sitting down uh, behind the basket. And there's the guy who, when we were like, I don't know, we were eight, 10 years old, number one records kind of just ruled the charts across the country but then he kind of retreated back to bloomington pretty quickly and now as far as we know he just records music and watches indiana basketball so so you'll see him around um so let's get into basketball a little bit you mentioned kobe and the the kobe book that's meaningful to you as you were coming into your own as a basketball player were there other players that you really looked up to um i definitely looked up to kobe for sure, just like in terms of his mentality, like his mental approach, like to the game. Uh, I like I like a lot of the, the older players. I, I like like a, a guy that I think I really like play like or is close to is uh, Coutinho Mobley. Mm. Oh, and the lefty, you got the lefty yeah. thing going too. Coutinho Mobley, but like like recent players right now, like my my favorite player is probably Jason. I like Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. Mm. I like those guys a lot. And then I, I try to take some stuff from James Harden just in terms of how he like gets by his defenders, like what exactly he's looking for, like before like before he attacks. But I mean, 
Those are good I mean, guys. I just, look up, I just look up to guys who like who aren't like who don't feel I say like entitled to anything. Like they still feel like even though they in the league, I still gotta bust my ass like like every single day. Yeah. And I mean I I think I think about it all the time because it's like the competition there is crazy because like they're playing for like their livelihood. More than half the league got kids. So it's like they 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 got they gotta put food in their mouths, but I mean, yeah, just just guys who like have like a like a really good like approach to the game, you know, just and really just want to work, and that's all they've known. Right. When when you talked to Coach Woodson, uh, was there discussion of about what he wanted to work with you on specifically about your game that maybe he thinks still has has room to grow did you get into that like i'm gonna get you better at this and that or is that a conversation for down the road we'll definitely uh talk about it a little more but i mean i i I dove into it i I mean i really i want to improve my game like in terms of like dominating the uh right side of the floor the same way as i do the left because i don't Right, because like, I don't want that to be like on the scout at all. Like he can go both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, improving my jump shot off the dribble, tightening up my handle. I mean, just like simple stuff. I mean, and then I definitely pick and roll reads. I mean, I I, I gotten a lot better at it uh, this past year. I mean, my my footwork just continuing to, to sharpen my tools. I mean, just just never. I mean, just like just just trying to like, continue to get better. Do you, do you know when you're going to arrive in Bloomington? Um, so we were uh, we was talking about it. So I graduate from IMG May 28th. Probably I'm going to go down for a for a little visit probably May 30th. Just fly fly straight out there, and then the summer session starts June 7th. So I'll just stay there that, until wow seventh probably just Have, be working out up there. Did they give you a tour of the Evolve Apartments on they Zoom? Did. They did. <laughs> now come on. Now come on. How good did those look? No, no, that was ridiculous. No, like <laughs> I that that's not that's a resort, though. There's not no that's not a dorm at all. Right. Wait, real quick, Tamar, because I wanted I meant made a mental note of it when you said it. You said that there were four things that you were mm-hmm. looking for in a school in Indiana. Check the box on all those four. Can you tell us what those four things were? Yes, sir. Uh so I say. First thing is uh, just adults that me and my parents can trust and like are more concerned with my character development rather than my uh, basketball skill development. But uh, I say it's like both of them are even, right? Like they, okay. they completely understand like how, how much I need to get better off the court. Uh, the other okay. thing is the, uh, the opportunity to be able to compete for significant minutes like right. that allowed me to play right away. Like that's, like the main thing, like as soon as I decommitted, like I'm not going to a school that has five guys in my position or like there, there's no need for me there. Right. Like yeah. There's no like leaving out. A team that has the potential to uh, compete for a national championship. And I, I definitely think we do. Like we have a really good group. Like I feel good about it. And then uh, players on the team that value defense, like as much as they do offense or if not more. Cause I mean, cause like I, like I love to guard. <laughs> Come it's on. like somebody gave you a script to tell us everything we want to hear I mean, I want about to, an incoming player. I know your parents are great people, but I want to adopt you. I mean, like the, the, you're like the greatest thing I've ever heard of. Like this is, in fact, I got to ask you, like, are your parents home right now? 
my mom's upstairs. My dad, he called me like five, like five minutes ago. It, can, would your mom come here and talk to us for two minutes? Uh, let me call, let me give her a call. Yeah, see if your mom will come down. We, I gotta just thank her for raising you. Like that's what I gotta do. <laughs> she, I don't know how much work she, she worked from home. So I'm right. Well, let's see if she can take a five minute uh, break. Mom, Nate, uh, I'm on this podcast. They said they want to uh, talk to you real quick. Oh, okay. Give me a few seconds. I bet. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, but, uh, all right, those four things, did you sit down with your parents to, to like develop those four things? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you narrow it down to that? Yeah. Like we was just like, what's the most like important things to me? And like, if, if a school can check like all four of these boxes, like there's no way you can fail there. Right. Like it's like, I mean, and then, like on top of that, like they, I mean, I, I want to uh, major in business and finance, and I mean the Kelly School, I mean it's crazy. So I mean, just trying to get into there. By the way, man, tomorrow, really good. you're talking to two people who could never have studied finance and business <laughs> at Kelly. We are way too stupid for that. You are much smarter than us. It, that that place is tough. Ward was an individualized major, and I did telecommunications, which basically means that Ward majored in nothing, and I majored in the TV show Martin. That's basically what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey look where we are now yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I'm wondering if you've gotten a chance to talk text with your future uh, teammates at all mm-hmm. yeah yeah I have I, and, I, and is there anybody you knew kind of before from the AAU circuit at all or these brand new friendships you got going here I, I've known uh, Christian Landerson like I, the first time I saw him was at the uh I came to a crossroads camp in Indiana after mm-hmm. my freshman year. So that was the first time me and Christian met. And then like we had been at like elite camps, like at colleges, like we went to Purdue. We were, we were at that camp together. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Purdue. You yeah, they, you know they, Purdue. They, you know we hate Purdue. You know you yeah. hate Purdue, right? Yeah, you have to oh, hate I, Purdue. No, 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 I, no, I do too. Okay, okay good. good. You, you don't even gotta worry about it. This but, uh, man, this guy, he's him, got it all. <laughs> him, and then I knew of Trey Galloway just because, like, I, I love watching basketball. So, like, all the guys that's like, that were, like, playing, like, AU or wherever they was playing, like, I would, like, tune into that. But I knew Trey. Of course, I mean, I know I know who Trace Jackson Davis is. Like, I, like you you got to know who that is. And then um, – I know I knew who I know who Miller is just because one of my like really good friends, Ty Berry, who goes to Northwestern, he played with him last year. So I mean he told me about Ty. I mean he told me about Miller. Here we go. Comes mom. Here we go. Mrs. Bates. Hello. How are Hi. you all? Nice to meet you. I'm Eric. I'm this, Ward. This is Ward. Hi. We we had to get you on because we just needed to say thank you for raising him. I mean, he's been blowing us away for the last 40 minutes. The kid just sounds perfect. We're both parents. What what are we doing wrong that you can tell us? Please, what tips can you give us? I definitely don't want to say you're doing anything wrong. Because that is definitely not it. Um, you know what? I don't know. I just, I, I just always support them. Um, I encourage them. 
Um, I hold him to a high standard. I mean, he's definitely always held accountable. I think that definitely would, yeah, because like, and you know, walk in the park, like, you, like <laughs> you know, in, in our house, you know, everybody's, you know, held to a, like a gold, gold standard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, anything we do, like we want to be the best at it. So. Yeah. And we just always talk about reputation and character, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so just instilling those values, but, and he listens as you, I mean, he. All right, but wait a minute, come on. He, there had to be times in his life where he didn't listen. So give us, you got to give us, he seems like the perfect person. And now that's starting to bother me because nobody can be this perfect. So, I we definitely did. And <laughs> the main thing, and Sue probably don't want me to say this one. The only thing he really had a problem with when he was younger was going to the bathroom outside. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. My nana told me I could do that. So it would be snowing. Like, we would pull up at the house. And he was like, this was between, oh, my, this happened, started at about three or four. Okay. And it, it might still be continuing. I don't know. <laughs> but, but wait. But that really was. Hold on. Please tell us it's just number one. Not oh, number just number one. one. Just number just one. Number one. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just number one. But it, and then he was really infatuated to see it in the snow. So sure. <laughs> yeah. So we would be right out, like we would pull up and um he would just get, I'm like, where did he go? And I'm, you know, we about to go into the house and he's on the side of the house <laughs> relieving himself. So other than that, he listened to me. Like, but with that one, it took me a minute to break that. I'm like, are you serious? Like we're right here. So, I, come I, on. I do want to ask you, um, we We've been talking a lot about why he chose Indiana and what the process was like. Were you on uh, some of those Zooms as well with Coach Woodson and, and the staff? Oh, I was. Oh, yes. great. What was it about, if you could, Kenya Hunter and Coach Mike Woodson that really respond that you really responded to? Well, one thing that I did like is that they knew his name. They knew how to pronounce his name. Oh. And that was very important to me um, because... A lot of people uh, don't. A lot, no, a lot well, of coaches they, say Tamar. They say Tamar. <laughs> they say Tamar. Oh, oh, and right. it's Tamar, you know, and so, and it's not a big thing, but I feel like if you really know him and you want, me and you at your want school, them, you, you got to know, know how to know. pronounce his name. That is awesome. That mm-hmm. is good. So that was, um, of course, one thing. And then they were, I don't know, it just felt right. Of course, we know who, you know, Mike Woodson is. Yeah. And, um, I didn't know exactly how he would respond because he's coached at the highest level. So I didn't know how that would go. And to hear, and he did his homework. He knew, you know, about Scoop. Um, he knew about his style of play. Um, he he was able to tell us a lot about him and why he wanted him to be, um, you know, possibly come and be a part of his program. And that, that was very appealing. Kenya too. I mean, they... They were really very familiar with Tamar. They were very, very excited. Um, they, uh, the, the, all the Zoom calls were like phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. the, the second one, I think the first or the second one, but we always had like the whole team. So mm-hmm. the second one, like everyone was on there and then they gave us the virtual tour and we were able to meet with the strength coach and he was just very excited. And um, I'm an RN, so that really like, oh, I'm like, yeah. okay, who's going to be feeding my baby and who's going to be helping them <laughs> with his body. Right. And 
So meeting him and seeing his results and how, you know, serious he is about his work and prideful, all of that definitely um, played a big part. A big I do. Part, just to see that everybody was all in. Yeah. We, we hear a lot about Coach Woodson's presence and just sort of this, this confidence um, that he exudes. Is that something that can come through on Zoom? Did you just get a sense of his vibe? I did. I really did. Um, that he was, you know, confident and he, you know, was honest because at first we were like, oh, we don't know. He's never coached college basketball, right? Because that's what everybody was saying. Sure. But to me, it's like, well, that don't matter. He's coached at the highest level. So he, <laughs> this is going to be a piece of cake, right? <laughs> I mean, like, really? So it's like that, that, that really shouldn't, I think he'll be able to do that. But he just, he seems like a genuine person. Um, with, with some coaches, you know, you may think, oh, they may, I guess, consider it to be Hollywood, I guess. Would yeah. you say? Wait, wait, wait. What's wrong with Hollywood? We are in L.A. That's where we are. But that's OK. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. She's just saying like. Not they like just, that. Like they, they, they more so use like the name of their university to recruit me or like. Get it. You know, what they've done there instead of like, you know, getting instead it. Instead of being invested in you. Yes. Yeah. You yes. know, the, the other thing that Scoop told us was how important it was for you and your husband that the coaching staff would be developing his character and him as a man. Um, obviously, you've done a pretty incredible job for the first 18 years. Um, uh, is it scary? I mean, you, you have a little experience with this now with him being with Scoop being at IMG. But how mm -hmm. scary is it for you that you're kind of making a decision which could be for the next, you know, four years? Is that mm -hmm. how, how do you handle that as a mom? Um, it is scary because this is my baby. Yeah. Uh, you know, so but but I did get warmed up with him going away to IMG and him being around a good group of men there really let me know what to look for, you know, in, in, in individuals' characters. And so even though it was a short time with Indiana, you know, before we committed, just um, being able to have those conversations with them and them being real and straightforward and letting us know, hey, we will not only look at him as a basketball player or help him develop as a player, but we'll also invest in him as a young man. And and Scoop knows, and we've always talked about him. Of course, he's at the beginning, but we're like, hey, we all know one day that basketball will stop. So we want you to be able to do more than just play basketball, which is why we've always been um, really, uh, I don't want to, maybe strict yeah. you can say, when it comes to academics and certain, you know, things. Um, it, and that's just important to us. So I, I want to make sure that where, you know, whoever he was going to be around was going to be able to pick up the torch and, and and make it even bigger right because I want his line to shine brighter you know when he gets out of college because now we're just now starting so my goal is for him to be an even better man and, and you need good men around you do and you need and and I'm sure they talk to you about this but the special thing about Indiana is if you come to Indiana and scoop you play the way that we know you commit yourself to playing just giving it your all the coaching staff is, they're not the only people that are gonna take care of you for the rest of your life. You have a family of IU alumni that will be looking out for you forever. And that is very real. We have, Indiana has either the number one or two largest alumni bases in the country. We are all over the world. 
And wherever you go, there will be a Hoosier there to help you. If you hold up your part of the bargain, we will do the rest. So <laughs> we, I, I, I cannot tell you how excited we are to have you part of the Hoosier family. Not just you, Scoop, but your mom, your dad, your brother, the whole family. I'm telling you, Mrs. Bates, our little time with Scoop here, we had to get you on because honestly, I've got three kids and mm -hmm. now I'm just, I'm looking at them and I'm upset. I mean, like I, I, I have- It's all on you, buddy. That's all on you. I mean, it's, I, I have totally failed. I mean, that's, I mean, my little one's only eight, so I got some time, but I think I blew it with the 13 year old already. <laughs> You did it. You did right. it. Everybody well, thinks we did at 13 because those teenage years are rough. Well, one last line about that. I do want to know, I know you look, Kansas City uh, is what, about eight hours away from Bloomington on, on, on a road trip. I grew mm -hmm. up in St. Louis, so I'm very familiar with that 70 road trip. Mm -hmm. Will we? Ex can we expect to see you and your husband at some games this year? 100%. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we well, in our Indiana gear and cheering yes. and we are all you're going to see you'll be able to see the energy because all of us are we we energetic and so yeah, when yeah. Scoop get hype we up there and it's and I got I got I got little sisters too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, y'all going to see that and eight. Oh my god. I goodness. love it. Eight. Bring it. So yeah. how many how many siblings are there all together? What's the whole brood? I have I have four. I, I'm the middle child. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I have an older sister, older brother, and then two younger sisters. Mm -hmm. They're Bring all the Bloomington. Now. They're all Hoosiers now. I, I'm, they are. I, I, I am so excited for you, Scoop, and you, Mrs. Bates, in that, you know, in a typical recruitment, when there isn't COVID, you would have visited the school, obviously, and you didn't get a chance to do that. It is a magical place. I mean, Bloomington and is so incredible. I'm so jealous that you all get to have the first experience of walking onto the campus because it's going to be a special time for you and just soak it up, soak up everything that Indiana has to offer because it is a lot. We will. We're excited. Really uh, excited. Wait, real quick. Mrs. Bates, do you know who John Cougar Mellencamp is? I don't. Ah! All right. Well, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Tomorrow, load up the song Jack and Diane right now. Jack and Diane, John Mellencamp, and play that live. <laughs> this is a Bloomington guy. He lives in Bloomington. He's an IU fan. And he was basically like the Bruce Springsteen of the Midwest. Oh. So when we were kids. So you have it queued up? He has it. That. Keep going. Uh -huh. Oh, I think I heard this song before. Oh, yeah. This was, you know, number one song in the country. Still gets played on the oldies stations. Let's get the first verse. <laughs> I like the beat. I like the beat. Uh-huh. Somebody sampled it in a big hit a few years ago. This, that beat. <laughs> yeah, that's the Coog. That's the Coog. He's going to be rooting on Scoop at home games. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I do. That's what I was like. I do know this song. All right. Well, what about, I got to ask this. What about Billy Joel? Do you know Billy Joel? Yes, I do know Billy Joel. And you like Billy Joel? I do. Yes. Okay, <laughs> well, good. Well, you were really pushing it when you asked that. <laughs> All right, listen. 
You've given us more time than we ever could have asked for and hoped for. Scoop, uh, again, man, everything we have read about you, everything we've watched about you, we are already in love with you. We love the way you carry yourself. We love what is important to you. We love that you respect your parents and listen to them, except for about for peeing outside. And we, <laughs> I am telling you, what Indiana is going to, how Indiana is going to respond to you is going to be overwhelming. We, we know who become fan favorites. You keep your head screwed on straight, which I know you will because your parents are going to make you and the coaching staff will make you. And the world is waiting for you at Indiana. And we cannot wait to root for you. We can't either. <laughs> there we go. We'll see, we'll see you guys in Bloomington very soon, all right? All yes, right. All right, be good. And please thank your husband and your father for us as well. We would have loved to talk to him, but I understand he's working. So yeah. uh, we, will, we will look forward to meeting him as well. You guys take care. That was a guest. That was a guest. What a dude. What a guy. I, I don't want to overstate anything but he clearly could become my favorite all-time player. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, it, right down the middle, like you always do. Yeah, just even keel, even <laughs> keel, like he talked about, even keel. Uh, I just love everything he said, everything. With the exception of not knowing John Mellencamp and, and really not knowing Billy Joel. I loved everything he said. It, Talk about a well-rounded kid. I mean, a young man who has his head screwed on straight, cares about the right things, has a personality, knows who he is, knows who he wants to be. I mean, holy crap. He is just mind-blowing. So self-possessed, so, so confident and comfortable with who he is that we hear that about coach Woodson, right? And, and, and I'm sure there was something in that that connected them that even though one guy's 63 and an absolute legend and the other one is kind of always been underrated, overlooked, and is just now starting to get his due with, with a country being like, look out for this guy, this guy's coming. He he's, he's got this uh, persona that you're just like, I, I think he's going to be a wonderful example for even other guys on the team to just be like the way he handles himself, the way he handles two crazy middle-aged men who have, have cajoled him into coming onto this show. And he's like, I'm here. I'm present. What are we talking about? I'll go here. I'll go this. You want me to get my mom? I'll get my mom. She'll come into the room and she's just as cool as I am. Like what it was like, we talked about it off air. Like the Geronimo's were such a fun family to get to know. Yeah. And this is, this is like that, like, Oh, I can't, I, I can't wait for them to be in Bloomington with the family. Totally. And he's also a very thoughtful kid. That was the thing that I took a lot from the talk was even when I asked him the silly question about what would he cook on a date, he really thought about it. Like, and he was saying things to himself like, okay, well, you want to, you got to get full, but it's got to look good too. Like yeah, presentation, presentation, right? Like he's a very thoughtful human and he, some of that is nature for sure. Just, he was lucky in the DNA lottery, but so, 
so much of it is what his parents have done with him. Nature and, and nurture. Yeah, and, and hearing about how important education was to them, the standard that she and her husband hold him to, what they expect of him, you know, the men that they want him to be surrounded by as they build his character and prepare him not just as a basketball player, but as a man in the world. It's just so refreshing in a world where all we hear about is shoe deals and money exchanging hands and, you know, uh, agents having influence and steering you into one place or another. And it's only about basketball and entitlement of young kids. This is a kid who seems to have danced through the raindrops of that cesspool and has come out of it as like as fully formed as a young man as you can be considering he's also a top level athlete. Well, and you wonder if that being overlooked for a long time helped because he was he was insulated from that his family, his game, he's there in in Kansas just grinding it out that by the time he bursts onto the national stage, he he already knows who he is. Yeah, that's a great point. And and I wish we would have a chance to talk to his dad. Maybe we will in the future. Uh, but man, I loved his, his mom just filled with personality. You could also see her eyes. I hope anybody listening to this on the audio podcast also gives a shot to the video because you would see when she would talk about something like ribbing him, she would just kind of shoot her eyes over to him. <laughs> like, I'm going to say this. Um, but just great people. They make you feel so good about who we are recruiting and who we're bringing to Indiana. And we've talked about already really liking so many guys on the team and a lot of props to coach Miller and the staff previously and some who are still there who totally. brought these kids together we're like man i just really like these guys it's too bad about the games that they play but but if we can kind of have the best of both worlds where all these great guys who are still there with this infusion of new guys it's like you do one of those things you wonder about is chemistry it's clearly paramount for a team that could be you know good really good to great that there, there's got to be that special sauce we always talk about that that is chemistry and after talking with the new guys and having gotten to know the guys who are already there i'm like i i i see no reason why these guys shouldn't mesh very quickly especially when we hear so many of the new guys are going to try to get there in june yeah and the other thing you need is a leader. Like that's the other thing you need from a, a team perspective. And Xavier talked to us about leading by example, you know, mm -hmm. Tamar's going to lead by both, yeah. you know, like he's going to be a talker. He, and yeah. that's great. We haven't had that. And look, it's tough for a freshman to come in and lead. That's tough. And he'll probably get, you know, pounced a few times because of, of yapping and, and, and he's just a freshman, but you can see this kid growing into the team leader. Like you just see it. He's a natural leader. It's, it's yeah. in him. He's not going to have to be somebody you pull it out of. I, I always hated when we heard Archie or even Tom before that talk about like, we really want these, we really want them to step up as leaders. Like we're really trying to pull the leader. If you have to pull leadership out of somebody, they aren't your leader. Like that's right. the truth. Can you get better at it? Sure. But nothing replaces the guy that is born to lead. It's just an innate thing that some people have and some people do not. And with Tamar, it's there in spades. Well, and, and I just I, hope he's patient with it. 
He's got to be I, patient with it. And I think, you know, there's this idea of a vocal leader. Somebody pulls the guys together and says, okay, you know, after this free throw, here's what we got to do. But it's, it's during play, you know, and obviously from a car guard position, you know, telling people where to go and what to do, but on defense and you see it in the NBA, it's like the best teams are constantly talking to each other. Have and you I think seen that clip ward of what's the guy's name that played for Houston for all those years recently, a uh, power forward who shoots like baseline. Oh, PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. There's Tucker. a clip of him talking. Like it's just about him talking. I think at an all either a Team USA thing. I think it was a Team USA thing that he was on. Yeah. It is mind-boggling the amount of talk that is going on. Like you said, during the play, every movement. It is mind-boggling, and, yeah. and it leads to success. It leads because, to success because you think, oh, you have a defensive scheme, and everybody should know where to go and when to be there. But especially in today's game, it's so free flowing that you have to have your head on a pivot on your toes and looking not only where do I have to be, but if my guy's got his back turned and doesn't see what's happening behind him, I got to let him know where he's got to be now. So, you know, that obviously you have to know the game very well, but then just be verbose. Yeah, let it out. I, I mean, obviously, Tamar talks about that that's who he's going to be from day one. He's like, that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to have the most energy. Oh, I loved him talking. It was like he was channeling Bobby Knight, right? It, he said the it, mental it, is... I did the math. I was like, it's that's close. actually over. A slight, because with Bobby's, it'd be 80-20 in yeah. the four to one. So I was like, he's up in it. He, he was it was like he was channeling Bobby Knight, though, because he talked about that. He talked about that the, the winner is the one who is locked in mentally the longest. He said the person who has the fewest mental lapses. Bobby Knight used to say basketball is won by the team who makes the fewest mistakes. Yeah. Like, it was like he was channeling everything that we as Indiana fans value and cherish and put up on a pedestal. He was just, it was just who he was, what yeah. he's learned, <laughs> what he's soaked up over the years. And I just, I mean, I just fell in love in a 45 minute conversation, just fell in love. Well, and we, I knew nothing about his personality before talking to him, but looking at him on paper and what has been written about him and highlights you're like this happened so fast i didn't even have time to get excited in the way we did for trace or right, christian right. or something like that but this is now a player when the final rankings shake out he's he's edging up towards that kind of hype um preseason hype if you will when he shows up in bloomington and then here he is in front of you and and you're like I just really like this human being and I'm so glad he's coming to our program. But when you see him out there to be like, that's, that is a great dude that is, has the name of our beloved school across his chest. And I love that he's representing us on the court and out in the real world. You know what else I loved about what she said? One of the things that so many fans talked about when Woody's name was first brought up to be the coach of Indiana as a potential candidate, and a lot of people were not happy with it. Mm -hmm. And even some people, especially national people, talked about this after he was hired, was, I mean, he's never coached college basketball. <laughs> yeah. 
He's never from, he's never been in the college game since 1980. And her, Tamar's mom's reaction to that, where she was just like, you know, I know people said like he didn't coach in college, but I was like, yeah, because he was coaching in the NBA. He was coaching the better one. (laughs) So like, you're right. He hasn't been coaching the worst one. He's been coaching the better one, <laughs> better players and better coaching and more sophistication where their livelihoods depend on it. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing that. So yeah, I think he'll be okay coaching <laughs> the lesser one. Often the more simple, the, the, the more true. And you know, I know, you know that my wife's entire perspective on Archie Miller was formed by walking by and seeing him on camera talking and she she understood what those four years were going to be long before I did right and in that simple observation of well he was in the best league in the world for longer than my son's been alive why is this going to be a problem and then i think the cynic would say well it's all the the mechanics behind the scenes of college basketball and it's like, well, that's what Thad Mott is for. That's what three assistant coaches are for. That's what Scott Dolson and the whole support staff's for. Woody's just been so busy coaching at the better one. The better one. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it too. I was like, imagine if like, um, okay, Archie Miller. Let's take Archie Miller, right? Archie sure. Miller was the head coach of Dayton and had a lot of success at Dayton won his conference, went to the elite eight, was one of the final eight teams, then came to Indiana and like didn't have a ton of success at Indiana, obviously, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, recruited some good players, had some big wins, like beat some really good teams. Yeah. I think had one losing season, right? This last season was his first losing season. So he's out of a job. I was just thinking like, if my high school hired Archie Miller to be the coach, would anybody be going like, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think he can coach high school. He's never <laughs> coached high school. And like, no, 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 he hasn't coached high school. You're right, because he's been coaching the better one. So if he well, went to high school, I think he would do okay in high school. I think he and, would do okay. And look, I don't think there's anybody in the country who follows the game that would disagree that the Big Ten Conference is the better one compared to the MAC. Right. You know, and here he was very successful at the not better one and he went to the better one. It didn't work out so well. And yeah. you could get into all the various reasons why, but I, I don't think anybody would argue the level of playing talent and coaching talent at the Big Ten is as good as any conference in the country. And so, you know, I mean, Archie very well may be able to go to a mid major again and totally flourish and get hot in the NCAA every once in a while with, with the right team at the right time. But no, I would, I would be thrilled if Archie Miller took over the Peru high school Bengal Tigers basketball team. Yeah, He would do really well. He would yeah. do really, he would instantly be the best coach in the state. Most likely. I mean, yeah. like, and, and I'm not saying that Mike Woodson is instantly the best coach in college basketball, but he has been coaching at the better one. And it yeah. took someone like Tamar's mom to just kind of like wipe away everything else and go, yeah, I think he'll be okay. Like this it's, will be It's, it's people just not, they, they don't see the forest for the trees. We're all in college basketball. We know how incredibly hard it is and only the best of the best can succeed there. Well, 
most of the best of the best are in the NBA. Right. And we're just so lucky that somebody who loves our university so much in no small part because they are a legend who played there is like, I'll take a step down and help you guys out. You know, it was so much fun. You want to do another one? Yes, I do. Right now? Yeah, we should do one more. Let's do one more. Okay, let's see who we can get on the horn. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the future is very bright at Indiana University. And one of the primary reasons for that is on the pod today with us. Eric, please detail uh, the accomplishments of this man and why are we so excited that he's going to be in Bloomington this coming fall. Hailing from Houston, Texas, the heart of Texas. We are talking to a six foot seven former four star recruit. He was first team all greater Houston, which, by the way, if anybody knows, has some really good basketball. All he did in high school was set school records for points, three-point percentage, and free throw percentage. He was an Under Armour first-team All-American. He decided to take his talents to Evanston at Northwestern, where, I mean, you know, we do have to hate them because they're a rival, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Where his sophomore year, he saw his production really take off as his playing time took off. He shot 39.6% from the three-point line and 89.6% from the free throw line. He is a career 36.3% three-point shooter and an 85% free throw shooter. He started every single game his sophomore year, and I believe every single game his junior year. And we are talking to a gentleman who is going to fill that void that we need of a guy who's got good size, who can shoot the hell out of the rock. We are talking to a guy who torched us a few times. <laughs> so we hated him for a while. And then like a light switch, it flips and we love him. Please welcome Miller Cop. Welcome Miller. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, so look, man, we're so excited to have you. Let's get into just what's going on in your life right now. What are you, wh where are you at? What's happening? And what's the plan to get to Bloomington? Yep. No, um, I'm in Houston right now. All my classes are online. So I'm able to, um, you know, be home and with my family and um, train with with the best and with my brothers. And um, so I'm able to do that. And, and um, you know, so I'm, I'm sending all my, my academic stuff, my transcripts to you know the staff and the administration and they're figuring out as soon as you know they can you know when I can get up to campus and start working out because I've told them that you know I really you know I want to get up there tomorrow if I could um, and start working that. I would feel whatever you have coming from Northwestern is definitely going to count towards your IU degree is is that what do you do you know they what, might just give him a doctorate yeah i was like even they're, they're like you're good you're good you can take pe um but I, we do know how how important your family has been throughout the whole journey you're back with them now um talk a little bit about you know your brothers what you guys are doing now because you all have to stay in shape in the off season and and how much fun that is Oh, it's awesome. I mean, being home is the best, especially, um, you know, quarantine and, and COVID has made me, you know, appreciate them so much. And, um, you know, my brothers are, are the best, the best people in the world and they, they motivate me every day. And um, I think it's vice versa. I mo motivate them too, but 
Uh, you know, right now, my oldest brother is at home. He's working. He graduated from Vanderbilt, was a football player there. Um, I'm home, obviously. And then my younger brother, Anderson, is uh, going to University of uh, Missouri, Kansas City next year to play basketball. And so me and him have been working out a lot, you know, getting up a lot of shots and shooting and having a lot of competition. And some of it, sometimes it ends badly, but, you know, other times it's it's good. Is that um, what happened to your nose? Was that? No, was that it, it, no yeah, I got scratched uh, yesterday in, in workout, not by him. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so That's let's nice. talk about how your journey has uh, landed you in uh, Bloomington, ultimately, even though you're in Houston right now. So yep. your year ends with Northwestern. Uh, mm -hmm. Weird year, obviously, COVID, tough year. You guys started like gangbusters. Uh, and then, and then it was, it was a bit of a struggle down the stretch. When did you make the decision you wanted to transfer and what, what kind of led you just to that decision, which had to be a difficult one? No, it was really tough. I mean, you know, spending three years anywhere, um, especially in college is, is, um, you know, commitment you make, you meet great people. And, uh, but at the end of the year, you know, when the season ended, we lost our last game and, um, you know, I went home and, and just did some assessing with my my parents and my my uh, you know close mentors about you know what I really wanted and what I uh, you know what I needed you know going forward. And so I realized that um, you know I really thrive outside of my comfort zone. You know, I I think I needed something different, something new, and um, in terms of basketball and school and just the whole you know the whole nine yards. And so. Um, you know, it was a, probably a couple of weeks after the season that I, I really decided um, that it, it was time for a move. And when you started looking around and you looked at options, what, what was it that you were looking for and that ultimately led you to pick IU? Yeah, no, it, you know, I came up with a couple things that, that, you know, I wanted to make sure to, to size for my next, my next, you know, landing spot. And one of them being, you know, a little more freedom on offense, a little more um, play with a little more pace and, in uh, you know, tempo, because I feel like that lends itself to, to success, not only just in basketball overall, but just with my game. Um, and then, you know, like I said before, just something new, something different. Um, and it's funny because I really wasn't even, um, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, Indiana or anything, any, any school in the big 10, because I wanted to get out of the big 10. I thought that that's what I wanted. And, you know, you know, coach uh, Mike Roberts called me um, and, you know, and talked to me and was like, Hey, you know, I think, I know you want to get out of the big 10. Cause I had, I had already told a couple of schools uh, in the big 10 uh, that, you know, I'm not interested in, or, or, you know, whatever it may be, but, you know, he called me and said, um, you know, Hey, I think we have a perfect spot. You know, we need you. We need a guy like you. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, you know, you know, I appreciate it. And then we hung up the phone. I was like, ah, I don't know about Indiana. I mean, and, and cause I, I mean, I always love playing at Indiana and, you know, the fans and, and the, uh, the culture and, and all that's amazing, but I was just so set on getting out of the big 10, but, uh, my parents was like, I think you should just get on a Zoom with them, you know, listen to them, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Right. And so after that, you know, I was, I wasn't, wouldn't say I was hooked, but I was 
really intrigued and interested into, um, you know, possibly, you know, heading to Indiana. And what, that was the rest of the rest of the coaching staff on that that Zoom. It was that one was was, um, and, uh, and Coach Roberts, and then we had another one with the whole staff. And what was it about Coach Woodson that that you reacted positively to? You know, he I, I thought right off the bat he was just a super confident guy. You know, he knew he knew what we, he was talking about. Obviously, um, his NBA pedigree that that you know you only hear good. You know, everything I've heard about him um, is that he's so well respected and knows the game so well. And um, you know, I'm a basketball guy. I love the game, and so we got down right to the to the X's and O's and, and, and how he, he thought he could help me and how I, um, you know, he thinks I can help him as well. So, um, you know, he was really straightforward and really genuine and, and, and honest with me. And that's, that's what I like. That's how I like to be. And that really struck home with me. Did they, uh, look, you've got a really unique perspective here because you've been to Indiana several times. Yeah. Um, obviously it wasn't an official visit <laughs> like, like you would in recruiting, but in your, you know, few times that you've been to Indiana, have you been able to check out the campus at all, walk around? Like, do you have a sense for Bloomington in any way? I, you know what, I, I, a little bit. It's funny because I um, played there last year and, and uh, you know, we got to the hotel and, and I like to kind of just like walk around and, and check stuff out. And so me and my, uh, you know, two friends on the team went and just walked around and, and, just for checking it out and we we're like, man, this is kind of nice, nice college town. Like, <laughs> and it's funny because he, one of my, the buddies that I was walking around with texted me, he was like, dude, remember when you we were walking around, we said it was a nice town. I was like, yeah, man, it's going to be nice. <laughs> and so what? they sent me some tours and, and it's, uh, it's look, it looks amazing. Did they give you a tour virtually of where you will be living? Yes. Yes. And There's how a, nice was that? super nice i i i was i was impressed and, and uh excited that that's one of the reasons too i'm excited just to kind of get there well and that i'm assuming you you did that tour when it wasn't particularly warm or nice outside because it's basketball yeah. season but bloomington yeah. in the spring and summer and fall is totally magical but you grew mm -hmm. up in houston northwestern's embedded in northern chicago I mean, are you kind of looking forward to this this small college town living? I I really am. It's 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 uh it's super exciting. That's all. It's always been like, um, you know, something I've I've wanted to be a part of and really really um you know throw myself into a you know college town, a school that loves basketball and loves the sport as much as I do. So that it's just I'm so excited. Because if you could probably go to like a game at Wrigley or or go to the Lakeshore and blend in with the genuine general populace, but in Bloomington, you will be known. <laughs> you will be the literal big man on campus, and and you know everybody is just so excited about the program now, and obviously your arrival is a big part of that. I can't imagine how much fun it's going to be once once fall kicks in. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. I actually uh, texted Coach Mata today about the fans being at the games, um, and he said he was working on it, and and they're 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 figuring that stuff out. So I'm 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 all in, just just uh you know itching itching for all that stuff. So I want to uh 
before we kind of go back and get your backstory, I do want to ask you a question about this year at Northwestern, because look, it's no secret, Indiana needs shooting. Like that, you know, and I'm sure that that is what they communicated to you. I'm sure that's where you saw the need. Um, look, percentages are fickle things because a couple percentages one way, you're a Hall of Famer, and a couple percentages other way, it's like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Your sophomore year, you, shed clo- you shoot close to 40%. In high school, you're a over 40% three-point shooter. And last year, the number dipped. I'm sure you weren't happy with it, too. I remember watching games, and I think you could see your frustration. I watch a lot of Big Ten games. And it seemed like it also was a tale of two halves for you. I mean, you started gangbusters. I was looking at the stats. I think over your first, like, 10, 12 games, you started 52% from the three, and then yeah. you ended in a real slump. Mm-hmm. What do you attribute that to? Um, how frustrating was that for you? Yeah, no, I mean, it was frustrating. It it was something that I had never gone through before in my life was shooting the basketball that, you know, I've never had a slump, you know, I've never had a a time where the ball just didn't seem to go in when the shots felt doing anything different with my routines, my workouts, my work, nothing was, was different, but it just seemed that the ball just wasn't going in. And so, um, you know, I don't, I, I was, you know, I've been thinking, you know, crediting, crediting that to, I think, you know, obviously during that stretch, we did a lot of losing and, and a lot of, um, uh, you know, a lot of stuff happened inwards uh, of the team that I think, you know, contributed to a little, but I think at the end of the day, I think it was just one of those just times in my career that just was a bump in the road and it, it's past me now. And, I, and it just, See, it's so it's so motivating to me because I know that percentage of that number is not conducive to you know who I am as a shooter and a player, and I didn't want to work that much harder. And I know that um, you know next year it's going to be where it's supposed to be. Are you part part of that? Has to be. And look, I'm in no way am I trying to denigrate Northwestern. I've actually always respected yeah. Northwestern. I think it's a very tough place to win big. And I think a lot of what Collins has done there has been impressive over the years. But I think it's fair to say that the level of talent, at least on paper at Indiana, is a level up, you know, uh, from, mm-hmm. from possibly yeah. where you've been. And, and a lot of that is because of the influx of new talent, you being part of that. But Xavier Johnson, we just got a commitment and we talked to him earlier, Tamar Bates. Um, Parker Stewart, who's a shooter who didn't get to play last year. Um, what do you know about your new teammates and, and have you started to build a relationship at all with them? So uh, me and Xavier have been talking a lot since probably the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's just been in my ear like constantly about before I committed. And then, you know, after I committed, we've been talking still. And, um, you know, I know Trace previously from the NBA top 100 camp, you know, we were teammates on that team. Um, and so, you know, I know him a little bit and, you know, I've texted with Trace, Trace a bit. Um, but, you know, I actually, it's funny. I just got added to the uh, group chat. So I'm getting some texts right now, but. Uh, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to add us to the group chat? Do you want us to be? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that'll be a bad first impression <laughs> or maybe a good one. I don't know. No, 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 no. It would be terrible. Bad. It would terrible. be terrible. It'd be a bad first, second, and last impression. That would be awful for you. Oh man, no, but I'm a, I'm excited to start, you know, getting to know them and 
and, uh, you know, just building chemistry on and off the court. Well, it's clear for a basketball player to be successful. They can never be satisfied with their game. Clearly at the college level and even at the NBA level, you see the best players in the world always trying to add new elements and aspects of their game. So along with just getting up a ton of shots this summer, are, are there particular skills or parts of the game you're zeroing in on to develop for, for next fall? Definitely. I mean, obviously the biggest thing for me always is, is going to be shooting the ball. You know, I want to be able to shoot it from farther and, um, you know, shoot it on the move a little bit better um, as well. You know, also for me, adding to my game and, um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's always been there, but I just haven't shown it as much um, at Northwestern is, is the ability to uh, create and make plays um, and, and then get to the rim and, and, uh, you know, be a guy who can, can handle and dribble the ball. And so that's something that I've definitely been working on and, um, and excited to, uh, to be able to show next year. So coach Roberts, um, who we've gotten to know, uh, boss, for a little bit. boss, we call, him, we, call him boss. we call him boss. He said this about you to me that you have a quote terminator mentality when it comes to basketball. So my question is, where does that come from? And when did you kind of discover that? That's, that's pretty funny, but I can't disagree. Um, I think, I don't know where it comes from, but it's just, it's just kind of who I am. It, it's, you know, I love the game of basketball and I, I, I play it with such intensity and like fire, you know, at times to where, um, you know, if, if only somebody had a camera in practice and got everything they're like, some people think it's bad, but I think it's, it's just me. I get sometimes, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, um, I think it just comes from me really one of my, you know, mentors, basketball trainers, uh, Teddy Wheeler kind of, kind of just from like the sixth grade on just throwing me into like parks and, you know, random gyms where, you know, I'm the only white guy and, you know, I just got to fend for myself and just kind of happen like that where, I kind of build up this kind of persona of, of this is kind of how I operate and, and just go like that. Well, obviously Teddy Wheeler was a huge influence on you. Saw some great footage of you guys one night. I don't know if it was in the, the side yard or where you were, he was working with you, but also saw the, the great story that there was a really pivotal moment in your life. Um, I think you that, just said pivotable. I think you just said pivotable. Yeah, that's the word, pivotable. It's, it's slightly different from pivotal. It, it it's more more important. It's more pivotal. More yes. pivotal. That's why there's an extra <laughs> syllable. Yeah, yeah. That's that IU education coming at you. Hey, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> uh, but Jerry Lucas was involved in in sort of a a change in your paradigm. Is that is that accurate? Yep. Yep. Could you could uh, you John tell Lucas, the John Lucas. Oh, sorry, John Lucas. What a boy, I am on Lucas. fire this morning. Jerry Lucas was pivotal, but John Lucas. Wait, who's Jerry Lucas? That's he played a, for like Ohio State. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that is a guy, like, too. No, the name sounds familiar. Yeah. Mr. Right, Lucas. Mr. Lucas had a very pivotal moment in your life. Give it to us. And and this doesn't, this isn't for uh, uh you know, broadcast. So you can say exactly what he said. Yeah. So he my dad 
you know, knows him. He called, um, you know, him for some advice. And, and he said, you know, all right, let's meet up for lunch. And we sat down and he asked straight up when we straight, you know, when we sat down, ordered our, you know, waters, he said, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> and so, and, and that was like the first thing that he said. And so I was thinking, here, we're going to have some small talk. And, and I'm like, Holy did your shit. eyes just go like that? I mean, did you just, I was, yeah, absolutely. I, I was, I was, you know, fuck. I, I didn't know what to say, but you know, I was thinking to myself, I, that's what I needed to be asked. And I said, you know, I want to play high major basketball and, and I want to play in the NBA. That's what I, that's what I want. And that's what I did want. And, and, you know, one of those goals is accomplished the other one, not yet. So um, you know, that was a huge part to where it was, uh, in my mind, I said it out loud and I meant it. And my dad was there and my mom was, and you know, he was there. And so it was kind of like a, uh, like I'm, I have to do this. I'm not going to let them down, you know, kind of mm. thing. So let's go back to the beginning a little bit for you, because I know how important your brothers are that you mentioned mm. and, and all of us who watched the journey piece on you. Uh, was so great to kind of see this family competition. But talk a little bit about, you know, your brothers. Some of you found some of you found football. You found basketball. How did you find basketball? And what was the competition like with your brothers? Well, first I found basketball because, you know, I played every sport growing up, and um, I actually was a big baseball player. And I played like tournaments around the country. Our team was really good. We traveled, you know. But then I got cut from that team. Mm. And so, yeah. And so it was kind of down to football and, and basketball. And I, I came to the decision that, you know, I, I just love basketball and, and football. I just played it cause I, you know, had friends and, and uh, stuff playing. So, you know, it was basketball, you know, it, it it's not like it was forced onto me, but it, it was like, uh, it's the only thing I've got left right now. And so, you know, I really started focusing on it and, and I just fell in love with it. And then, in terms of the the competitive just brothers is I mean I, there are a gazillion stories of you know us like in this room for example there's I see the hoop I see the hoop on the, the door hoop. I don't know how that door isn't ripped off yet <laughs> I mean and then you see that right there there's some screws on the that used to be a pull-up bar <laughs> oh, it came so down. We would have just pull-ups, you know, and now now we actually have one in our backyard. But you know, it, that com the competition is is something. I think that's also where I got, you know, have that like mentality of um, Terminator. Determinate, yeah. That's what we're gonna call <laughs> where, it. You know, it's just that's if you don't, it's it's like every every brother for himself. You know, when we're we're playing a, a game, when we're playing ping pong, when we're you know, swimming when, or, you know, whatever it may be, that's just what it is. Like, for example, in this room, there's two windows up here and we put pillows on the windows and at like nine o'clock at night, we just wrestle in the pitch black. <laughs> and it's just like, it's things you just really can't explain, but it just over time, it's just, they're just like, they really are the reason the way, you know, who Wait, I so am. You mentioned wrestling. Were you WWE fans growing up? No, we were not. 
Okay. I don't know why. So it was just oh. brothers just beating the hell out of each other. Yes. One of us <laughs> come out sweaty. And then it, then when somebody cries, we're like, dude, like, shh, shh. Like, because if somebody <laughs> started crying, then it was over. Mom and dad would, would end it, end it quick. <laughs> I feel like this brother brutality, your background in football, that you had a brother who played high major football, that was all great preparation for playing basketball in the Big Ten, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how tough the Big Ten is. And I'm guessing that's part of the reason, you know, maybe you were looking beyond the Big Ten because of style of play. But Mm -hmm. I do wonder, is part of what you were talking about with Coach Woodson getting away from that tackle football style of play that's so prevalent around the conference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the NBA style of play, you can't play like that. You know, nobody does. And and he was actually, he was really one of the first teams um, and coaches to, to really, um, you know, highlight and and emphasize the three pointer and three point shot. And so, you know, his, he has big, um, you know, he's big into spacing and, and sprint to spots. And, and, uh, you know, I'm excited to get to work and, and kind of just soak up what he has in terms of, um, you know, his basketball mind and, and, you know, learn a lot from him in that area. And yeah, I mean, the big 10, but also has been changing a lot as well. Um, you look at, you know, eight, eight or nine teams that, you know, are playing faster, are playing more, like four out one in you know sometimes going smaller where you know that that you know it's harder to play like that for sure yeah we're we're happy to see that evolution taking place yeah um so we always like to know besides basketball we know you were into other sports too but you and your brothers what were you into if it wasn't sports was there anything else in your life were you movie guys tv guys action figures like what what did you get into you know, I, I it's I feel bad answering this question because there really wasn't much else. <laughs> it, it, you know, and it wasn't my parents doing. It was just we just loved being active and playing sports. And, you know, if we weren't doing, you know, playing our team sport with like our organized team, we were playing wiffle ball with each other in the yard or, or, you know, ping pong or tennis. You know, my dad played professional tennis. So that was the first sport we learned. And you know, sometimes we'll play tennis and, and uh, you know, but we were never like big video game, you know, uh, kids growing up. Um, but honestly, that's, that's it. That's, that's music. It. Did you get into music at all? Are you a music no fan? No one knows any in- instruments that we can't <laughs> sing. Uh, I've taken a couple acting classes, actually. I'll, I'll probably say I'm the best actor. Okay. Um, out of, out of the family for sure though. Very well. I, you, of course, they promised to me that when I was going to be there, they'd have this amazing new theater building and department. They did not. We would have to like rehearse where there's asbestos yeah. coming out of the walls. Will you be able to take an elective or two class down in that theater department? It's great. I'm hoping. I, I really want to. I took some at some uh, performing, you know, performance classes at Northwestern. They were they were honestly my favorite classes to take so i I mean i love it so i would be able i would love to if i could who were your um basketball heroes as you were growing up and basketball became your thing whose game did you really love i mean i loved i loved obviously a guy kobe bryant just his mentality and his work and his just how meticulous he is and, and was with you know what he did and and how you know nothing really 
pace to him, no roadblock, no, no, nothing. And, you know, really stood in the way of him, you know, what he wanted. So he was a big, you know, just love watching his highlights and stuff. And also another guy, Larry Bird, who I remember seeing like so many highlights on TV. They always have a, the NBA history, like the games, his older games and, you know, how uh, the documentary and it, it was just, I mean, I always remember like the story of him, like saying he was going to score it or shoot every shot with his left hand. Like, that's just crazy to me. Like, I love that stuff. And so, and then I'd he scored, those and two, he scored 30 or something. Yeah, that game. It was something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So it, it, those two guys really were, I just, I mean, I watched and could watch highlights for days on them. Well, and now when you're watching NBA games, who are some of the players you're looking at and maybe like, oh, I want some of that in my game. I, I see myself in that guy there. I want to develop that. Who are, who are your guys now? I think a big guy for me is um, Joe Harris uh, mm-hmm. for the Nets. Yeah. Who, you know, I feel like I, I you know, play similar to. And, um, and, and that's who I kind of would want to model, uh, you know, my game after in terms of his skill and his shooting ability and, you know, how valuable, I mean, he is to a, an organization that, you know, the Nets, you know, brought in all those guys, but he was one of those guys that was already there that they were not willing to let go of. And so that just shows you how valuable he is and what he does um, at a high level is such, you know, a premium in the NBA, you know, but I think another guy too um, that, you know, not as many people you know think about it, Evan Fournier, sure. um, who who's you know really skilled but he's also you know 40 percent point shooter but he has um some skill to his game with the ball that that um you know kind of just and but 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 he can use his iq really um you know that helps him a lot too so uh getting back to kind of the commitment process for you when you decided mm-hmm. to commit to indiana um was there like a moment where it clicked for you that this is where I want to be? Because I know you were down to like a few, you know, a few top schools. I think Oregon State and Utah were were in the mix. Um, and I know there were a lot more that reached out to you that you had whittled down to those three. But what, what if you could, can you put your finger on kind of one thing where you're like, I, this is, I realize this is where I'm going? Yeah, so we had, um, you know, I had, I had all the information from every school. I, I thought, you know, I knew what I, um, you know, I knew I had, I had everything I needed. And, and there was one last zoom with the school that not Indiana that I had to do that, that would complete it. So I did that. And then the next day, um, I was, you know, me and my dad and my younger brother were, um, running some errands and we had to wait on, I don't even know what we we're doing, but it doesn't matter. But, um, you know, I was just sitting there and just, and, and, you know, I had all right in my, you know, my gut, I've been feeling like, like Indiana is the right place. Like that's, that's where I want to go. But, you know, I looked, I like looked up my brother and I was like, dude, going to Indiana. And then, and then like 20 seconds later, I just called coach Woodson and, and, and so. What was his you know, reaction? What was his reaction oh, he, when you called? Him? He was so excited. He was he was cleaning out his his apartment in New York, but he was like, "Man, I could I could jump through through the ceiling right now." And I was like, "I don't know about don't do that, coach." But I appreciate it. <laughs> That's great. It's but so funny because so his 
public persona so far when he's done interviews yeah. and, and we interviewed him a few months ago before there was even talk of him, you know, in, I mean, Archie was his, still the coach in his New York apartment. That's right. Yeah. He's such a low key, you know, very kind of one tone soft, let's call it like it would be easy listening on the radio. That's what you would call it. Yeah. Um, so like hearing that he did get really passionate and excited when you told him you were coming is great for us to hear because we don't see that mm -hmm. side of him. Yeah, no, I know. I think, and I think that's, I don't know if he does that on purpose, but no, he's, he, and that's what, you know, curious about too, because I'd seen stuff on social media, about oh, he's, you know, he's got no energy. He's got low, but I, I didn't see that at, at, you know, once, you know, with all the phone calls we had and the zooms and, um, you know, when I committed, he was, he was ecstatic and, and had a bunch of energy and it was really, um, really exciting. That's great. You, you had to see the clip that's gone around the last couple of days of all the Knicks players coming over to see him when he was just I back did, in yeah, New York. I did. Like, yeah. doesn't that just make you feel like he, he's clearly a wonderful man like that, that nobody had to come over and they certainly those reactions were so warm and genuine it's got to make you feel good that that's that's your mentor exactly no absolutely and that you know and, and it's funny because the, there's such a wide range of you know guys in that video you know had like 10 year nba vets and then you know rookie you know, been doing the same way and and, you know, it, it's real, it was really cool to see that because at the end of the day, you know, that's the type of relationship, you know, I feel like I want to have with him. And, um, you know, it just shows that it wasn't just one or two guys, but, um, you know, all of them, which is cool. Uh, this may be a weird question to ask, but we're idiots, so I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> uh, you're a junior again because of the COVID free year. Is are you walking into this year thinking I got one year and then I'm going to go play professional basketball or are you walking into this going, I may be here for two years? My, I, I you know what, I, I obviously my goal is to play in the NBA, but how, whatever road and however long that takes, that's how it takes. And so, you know, I can't, I don't really look that far into the future, but you know, would I be opposed to staying, you know, Indiana for two Absolutely not. Got it. That's that's my mindset going in. Is it's not is not like one and done. You know, one and I'm out. Yeah. At all. You know. I also think you need two years at Indiana just to take in all the restaurants. There's really good restaurants, and you're that's just not, not going to be able to fully sample them in one year. It's just not no, going to happen. That is true. I have heard there's there's very good food. Very. Okay. Now we have to ask this, and normally we assume that the answer is no, not yet, or I'm working on it because new players coming into the program, they're from high school or from another conference. But we want to know right now, how much do you already hate Purdue? And are you willing and ready to hate them even more once you're in the candy stripes? Well, I, I don't know how much I hate them right now, but I'm definitely ready to hate them for, Good. you know, for, <laughs> yes. So, you know, I, I thought, I actually was talking about that today with, you know, one of my, uh, the guy I was working out with it. I don't know if this is correct, but I think it may be the long, the longest standing rivalry in college basketball or something like that. I don't know. It's got to be us or I mean Duke and North Carolina, maybe. I I don't know, but I think 
stuff, something like it's that. It's the best. It's the best. It's definitely the best. I'll look. I'll look it up because I know yeah, we're we're over a hundred years, but I didn't know if it was the longest ever. By the way, the other part is you got to hate Kentucky too, just so you yeah. know. Like you got to adopt. That's that easy. Thing. That's easy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely done. Miller, is it weird at all for you to go to a team that you've competed against for the last several years and like? I mean, you've beat us sometimes, and is it weird at all? You've scouted, uh, you know, <laughs> how to how to guard Trace Jackson Davis. How yeah. how strange is that? I, you know what, I think it'll just be, you know what, it'll it'll really just help me in practice because you know I have a really good idea of the guys. Um, you know, there's they may not think this, but I know their strengths, their weaknesses, you know, their percentages, all that stuff. Right. So no, but I think you know it is. It might be a little a little different but um you know at the end of the day basketball is basketball and and i think you know once we're all on, on the court that's gonna just go out of everybody's head we may have some funny conversations about uh when we played or or the scouts and stuff um but no i, I think it'll be good what are you most excited about going to Bloomington? Is there one thing, it, it, by the way, it could be basketball, but it also could just be something else. Like what is the one thing you are most looking forward to in Bloomington? Um, no, absolutely is, is, you know, running out, you know, on the court, uh, you know, for my first game and or my parents being there, my, you know, cause my brother um, came to my, oh, no, it wasn't this year. It was my sophomore year at indiana and um he, he drove up from vanderbilt to that from nashville to that game and um i mean it was he said it was like he had tears in his eyes you know wow. seeing me you know run out there and i was you know getting not booed but like <laughs> i was not i was not the fan favorite there <laughs> so you know that's just uh, you know, definitely probably going to be the most you know exciting thing for me. Okay. So we, we have to ask it's ancient history at this point, but pivotal moment in our childhood is when the movie Hoosiers came out. Have you seen the movie Hoosiers? Oh, absolutely. Good. Excellent. 100%. Yes. Excellent. Because some of your teammates X, X hadn't even heard of it. Oh, and definitely bad. hasn't seen it. So that's on you and Tamar and some of the other players who have to introduce him to that this summer. Yeah, we uh, we'll have time. We'll have to get get a sit down, have a movie night, bring out the popcorn and everything. Exactly. Do you have a favorite movie of all time? I think it's uh, I'd probably say Goodwill Hunting. Ooh, nice choice. Okay. Now, although although Ward Ward hates Ben Affleck. Well, he's terrible. Hates him. He's he's terrible in that he had there's enough other greatness going on around him it, it worked. I agree with you. That movie is that movie is phenomenal. What about um favorite food? One meal, what are you going to have? Oh, that's tough. I mean, I liked it. Like I I eat pretty healthy, so uh but man, you eat healthy, but what's I'm a sorry. guilty pleasure? Guilty? Well, I like I'm a big sweets guy. I love sweets. So I'd probably say, but as a meal, I'd probably say like a good, like a really good pizza or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mother Bear's good. Pizza. You've heard that already. Right. Probably, That's right? the spot? That's yeah. the spot. 
that yeah. is the spot. Uh, By the way, you're coming from Chicago, so you you've had good pizza around you, but Mother Bears is gonna be your jam when you get right. to beat town. By the uh, way, I do think it's funny that in the um, the journey piece, I was like, what, does this guy only eat fruit? Like every time they showed you eating something, it was just fruit, just more pineapple. It's like, look, can we get the guy a grain? Like what's going on here? Maybe a protein? It was like they almost were making a point that you just love fruit so much. I don't know. I didn't edit it. <laughs> that was a cool piece. That must have been cool for you to go through that process, have them follow it you and cool. see the final product. It was really cool. It was, yeah, no, it really was. I mean, it was. It was actually that the class that I was in, that was one of my performing classes. So yeah, I was glad that they saw that, but um, yeah, no, really cool. It was kind of, people always gave or gave me like crazy looks, you know, when I had the camera there, but yeah, I was like, look, just be normal. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're directing also. Well, look, man, we're crazy. You know that you've been to Indiana and seen the fans. We're out of our minds. I mean, we're two 40 something year old guys in Los Angeles that are waking up early to do podcast interviews with anybody that's related to Indiana basketball. And like, we're ready to buy Miller cop t-shirts and hold oh, up I, signs. That's the thing is I absolutely love it. I, I, I really do. I, you know, I've wanted to be a part of something like this for, for so long. Well, and, and everybody who thought they were going to have to toss their it's Miller time t-shirts from the last four years, just pulled them right back out of the recycling bin. It's go right. time. Just repurposing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will tell you, man, look, I have admired and respected your game from the other side uh, and hated it. Truthfully. Begrudgingly, begrudgingly. Yeah, you know, I've hated it. I just flat out hated it and respected it. But when it became clear that that it was a possibility to get you, the Indiana fan base got really excited because we know what you do bring to the table, not just from the shooting, which is the thing we're most excited about, but the attitude and the personality and the mental approach to the game. It's just something that our teams, we've kind of lacked a personality and an identity over the last few years. And it seems with guys like you and X and Trace and, Tamar and race it's like we've got a real chance to have a special group of guys there and you're a big mm. part of that and we're just so over the moon excited to have you on board and i hope you feel that i do i do 100 percent and 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 it's it's amazing already kind of the 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 support and and the the backing um the community that i've already felt and and i just can't wait to be able to get on onto mm. campus um, you know, to really, you know, be a part of it and dive into it head first. By the way, I know your dad, we talked about this. I know your dad enjoys a cigar from time to time. Yeah. Look, you're, you're 21, right? Oh, Hey, I, I, uh, <laughs> he, he actually just got, uh, he got, uh, two Monte Cristo or something yes. like that Yes. For, uh, for us to smoke i think we're gonna smoke smoke at uh tonight as like a celebratory yes um that's what i was gonna for my, ask for my commitment well yeah. it is, it is that, that, now that, you've that's... now you've won over eric completely and i'm sure the rest <laughs> of the fan base feels the same but the story of you staying extra long in the ice bath to the point where everybody else left so you just decided to crash out in the arena woke up at 3 a.m., got up some more shots, went back to sleep, everybody else showed up, and you just joined the rest of the squad for practice. The fact that you slept there, you love it so much, you're so committed to it. 
when people, everybody hears that story and then sees the result of that commitment on the court of Assembly Hall, you're going to have people who are not only going crazy for you while you're playing at IU, but who will love you for the rest of your life for putting that kind of love into the game and bringing it to Bloomington. Yeah, no, and, and that's 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 who I am. You know, that's what I do every single day. And and it's, you know, for me, the hardest thing, honestly, is is finding a balance between work and rest. Mm. Um, because, you know, there's some times when, you know, I, I don't want to get burned out, but I know you know, I have this kind of like urge to go, you know, whether it's shoot or whether it's, you know, stretch at night or, or you know, it's always something to where, you know, I feel like I have to be, you know, incrementally getting better um, and improving um, because, you know, I have such high expectations of myself and, and, and um, you know, I, I know I want to be the very best that I can be. So that's just, you know, who's your nation, who's your nation. That's, that's who I am. You know, that's what I'm going to bring every single day. You know, honestly, that that's just, that's just what I do. Well, and what we do is go absolutely batshit crazy for somebody like you. <laughs> so we will continue to do that. Miller, thanks so much for taking the time, man. We cannot wait to see you wearing the cream and crimson and on the floor of Assembly Hall. It's going to be a, it's, it's got a, it just all feels really special what's being built right now in Bloomington. And we're so happy you're a part of it. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me. I absolutely. Really Enjoy that cigar. I will. I will. All right. Be good, we'll man. You. We'll see you in Bloomington soon. All right, absolutely. That was a guest. That was a guest. I love him. What's I mean, there not to love? What's there not to love? I mean, nothing. Committed, nothing. Committed, Terminator, good personality, you know, committed to Indiana, loves Woody. I mean, just the more we hear now about what Woody brings to the table, you know, and how he how he relates to these guys. The the thing I took the most is the passion that Woody showed when he committed to him yeah when he when woody said i'm i want to jump through the roof i'm like i i don't i didn't know if woody had jumped since he retired from playing in the nba right. he just seems so even keel but that that's clearly something he's not afraid to show his players no and man i mean miller cop i'm just putting it in context of miller cop and we got to talk to scoop in the same episode here it it just blows me away, the influx of talent, personality, grit, dedication, that dog that we want, that passion and intensity and emotion. It is just like they turned on the faucet and they went out and got the guys that immediately bring it to you. We have talked to so many great IU players from the past. And there is, it's, it's amazingly consistent. And a lot of that came through obviously the night years of a lot of those elements you just mentioned. And for our sake here, podcasting, doing a show, the, the personality of so many of those night guys, they're just extraordinary people. They're great storytellers, they're funny. Uh, they're just so good to chop it up with. And you're like, well, they've also had an extra 20 or 30 or 40 years to really season that personality and the storytelling. But you've got these 18, 19, 20 year old kids coming in 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 you know, X, he's like so serious and locked in, but talking with Tamar and now Miller, you're like, these guys are, uh, have personality to spare and, and somehow they've developed that 
while also being incredibly focused on the game, on academics, and they're just great to talk to. It's like, it's the whole package that that we in particular want. So when we interview them now and in the future, it's just really fun too. And you've got to think that also translates to the locker room, like a bunch of, a bunch of great guys, different personalities, but really engaged personalities. I couldn't agree more. And it's more than obviously us just wanting to interview good personalities. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we love over the years, you know, attaching ourselves like viscerally and emotionally to these guys that have big personalities. Like we didn't know who Victor Oladipo was. We've never interviewed him, but you could tell he had a big personality when he was on the team. You know, like there are guys that just suck you in. Will Will she? That's why we love those two guys even before. Tom Coverdale. Tom, you like there yeah. are those those kind of guys that just suck you in. Dane Fife before we ever yeah. got to know him, you mm-hmm. can just tell there's that extra thing to them. Scoop clearly has it. Xavier has it in a very different way, but he has it. Miller Cop has it. You see the clips of him and watch. We got to see him play full games. The intensity and passion and emotion that he plays with. I mean, he's the Terminator. That's what I'm calling him. Yeah. And it just all leads to more excitement of what's going on. I'm just so pumped up. I, although I will say this, I was talking to uh, Evan Martin and Jared Morris about this off air. Like, I know some people are like, let's just play the games. No, mm-hmm. I don't want the games. The games <laughs> are too stressful right now. Let's do this. Let's do this for several more months. Let's just load up till 2032 with recruits for all I care. But let's just enjoy what's happening right now and just live in this moment. We were we were zooming a group zoom with the goons last night it'd been too long since we'd got to catch up and we were just talking about can you imagine living not only through this off season but then going through another season of what we just went through and and it was so crushing it was so depressing it was almost debilitating yeah and then what these last few weeks have brought in terms of first, just excitement. Who's it gonna be? How's it gonna go down? And then the staff starts to get into place. These new players start coming in. And, and you know, sort of along the way, are we, are we talking ourselves into this? But as the new players showed up, as a lot of the old important players decided to stay, and now that we're getting to talk to these guys, and, and see more of their footage from IMG or looking back at the Northwestern highlights or the Pittsburgh highlights. It's like, no, 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 no. We're, there is very substantial reason that we're out of our minds with optimism right now from the way this coaching staff is going about getting these guys to who these guys are and what they're going to bring to what we already have it's like no no this is this isn't just the, the the crimson colored glasses of like well it's not what we've been doing so it's got to be better right it's like no no this is again it's on paper and now in these interviews there's something very real to be hysterical about. Yes, there is. And we will keep that going. So let's do another one of these next week. Follow us on Twitter. Do you want to try this again? No, E. What? <laughs> and you have to tell them what the handle is. Like, okay. you're, not even At- try- you're not even trying to screw this up. That's what's unbelievable to me. 
by the set by that's true that's true but it's like i kind of go i just sort of go and see if muscle memory can do it for me and it never does because right, as many times it. as i've I, as many times as i've heard you do it i've never done it once myself all right well go for it follow us on twitter at hoosier hysterics in the hysterics the e what what do you no mean by e? e? No E, no I, but the sometimes, sometimes y. y. Yeah. But you didn't... I didn't get it all together right, but I pieced it all together in there. Try right? again. Try again. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics. In the hysterics, no E, no I, but the sometimes, sometimes y. y. I mean, usually you have to wait for me to join you for the. You were slow. You were slow. I usually slow roll it for you to join in, and then you we do. do a little slow thing with it. And then it's still off. <laughs> still, yeah, it still doesn't ever work. All right. Well, either way, I think people know. We'll see you next week. Who's your man to lead us? Who's not a total dud? Who's your brother bleeding? Crimson blue blood. Who's your man demanding what you want and more? You gotta get us back to the final four We got to vote for Eric Man for you and me We all trust in Eric Future trustee If you wanna see the candy stripe Back in the promised land You best just vote for Eric Cause I know who Cause who's your man? Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.